You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Welcome to another motherfucking episode of Kill the Mockingbird. On today's show, we're chopping it up with the homie James from We The People Radio. Check it out, let us know what you think. You know how we do, wake the fuck up or get woke the fuck up. They're taking what you're saying to them, and they're hoping that you are what you talk. Let's be about anything we drop, because we're going to get tested on it. If, if, if the people on the street don't test us on it, God's going to test us on it. Kill the Mockingbird. Truth to Report with Sean Chris and Sebastian Farr. Kick his ass, Sebastian. In such a fast pace that I don't know how anybody like look at all the, the there's Twitter accounts now that are that are called like for Biden L's like all the Biden supporters are like, man, like this is not what I voted for. This is not what I wanted. That's what I was going to say, though, like that brought me to that point is that. If you've been listening to a lot of like the progressives, like people like Jimmy Dore, like I listen to a lot of him and a lot of other people, you can see that um, even on Twitter, the 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 world is a lot different, and they're seeing that what the that that it's just part of the establishment, GOP, DNC, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's all the same thing, and yeah. they're kind of like feeling like you said, like regret and like you know buyer's remorse. Where mm-hmm. dang man, well that's what I was voting for. Yeah, that's what we were telling you the whole time, but you didn't want to listen. We said a warmonger, which right away, what happened? Syria, boom. And we yep. knew that there was going to be a proxy war that they're pushing for Iran. And it's yep. it's going to be further. And I I've, I've took it further on my last podcast with uh, uh, my homie Seabass. And I said, I believe that this is the same blueprint, like pre-World uh, War II, like 1938, uh, 1939, uh, you know, China is the same blueprint what Germany was, and their Poland is Taiwan, and that's what they're talking now. They're pushing that whole Taiwan issue, and I believe that they're trying to push their power and flex as a superpower, and they're gonna, it's going to be the same thing as World War II, which is American corporatists funding China to have a World War III to continue yep. to grow and make more money and corporatists succeed and crush the working class even further. Well, part of their 16-year plan, because Hillary was supposed to carry out the 16-year plan, and part of it, like, there's a lot of, there's a lot, there's a very multifaceted situation. There's a lot of things going on and a lot of uh, variables into this story, a little, on, uh, you know, layers to this onion. And um, you see everything that they're, they're doing with Joe Biden and even Talcum X, Sean King is coming out saying that, oh, maybe we should admit that Trump was better than is better than Biden and we shouldn't have voted for Biden. I think they're setting that up to bring Kamala up to the front and possibly Hillary uh, for the VP and get her in the White House where she's really calling the shots and they continue out their 16 year plan because initially Obama was supposed to have eight and Hillary was supposed to have eight. And in Hillary's administration, Obama did his job by weakening the military, 
We had no ammunition. Our military was completely depleted. It was a really bad situation. Hillary was going to come in and we were going to get into a war with China, North Korea, and Russia, and we were going to lose this war. And in this war, we were going to eradicate the Constitution, and we were going to go to one world government, and the UN was going to run everything. And that was the plan. And Donnie came in and screwed everything up. And that's why he everything that he did was to, to go away from globalist agendas and globalist activities. And now, because he did that, you see the Biden administration literally one after the other going back into these globalist agendas, funding the WHO, going into the Paris Climate Accord, doing all of these things that are all globalist agendas. None of it, none of it to help the American people. They even said, we're going to remove the American first program. Like, why? Why should we like America's not doing that hot? Like there's millions of Americans that can't even put food on their table because of the situation that we're in. Why are we helping other countries when we can't even help ourselves? See, how I saw it is a little different. I see that um, Trump was part of the plan. Like, I feel like he just kind of swayed and put more fuel to the fire on the identity politics because now we're pushing further, and that's how you separate a society is by uh, tribalizing them. We're now, we're, we're, there's no way for them to unite, especially because when we're all the working class and we're constantly talking about race and talking about mm-hmm. gender and that whole split, and it, Either I'm not saying he necessarily did it on purpose, but if you notice that most of these politicians and like major celebrities and influencers are nar- are narcissists, and mm-hmm. what they do is they use the narcissist. Now it doesn't mean that he's trying to do these certain things, but you can use him to fuel certain fires to push them. Well, into that's ways. what they did because if you look at what they, what they used, like for example, the Charlottesville, they didn't even use what he said. They took it completely out of context to to spin their narrative, and that's what they did. Absolutely, they did that. But here's the thing. I'd agree with you that he's part of the plan, but there's just so many questions, unanswered questions that are going on right now that are 100 percent fact. Do we know what they mean? No. But are they happening? Yes. Like from the day the Biden administration took office, there has been weird anomalies that have never happened before. Like him going to the inauguration in the in the private plane rather than the military plane. First time in U.S. history. Then you have right now, uh, we have Joe Biden flying around, hasn't gotten a red carpet rollout, and never once has the Air Force given him the call sign of Air Force One. And Kamala Harris is flying around in a regular 737, not Air Force Two. They're supposed to be given the call sign. doesn't matter what plane they're in, but the plane that they are in is supposed to get the call sign when you're tracking the flights of Air Force One and Air Force Two. They have not. They're just getting the regular numbers that they get on the, on the plane. They're occupying D.C. Like we have yes. boots on the ground as far as yes. I totally agree with you on that. So And, and so I leave the, the door open. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not saying, oh, I'm 100 percent right. I don't I don't think that way. Yeah. I just I just lean towards what I'm seeing in my world and piecing together. But I do know that there is questions that I still have, too, where I'm like, I don't know what well, I could see that you're correct, because there is a lot of ways that of things what? that happen what? where you, I can't answer. So I'm like, OK, like I have to figure that out. Why hasn't Joe Biden given a State of the Union address? Mm-hmm. Why? First time in U.S. history where the the latest U, U, State of the Union address that was ever given was 2017, and that was Trump's administration, and it was given on February 28th, was the latest State of the Union address that was ever given. Joe Biden still hasn't given one. His first address to the nation was yesterday. Like, 
it was a total yeah. joke too. Oh, and that was man. the first time he addressed the nation. He's been in office for 50 days. What is, why is his name not going on the checks? What is going on that they're not telling us? Because all intelligence agencies have said there's no threat to the Capitol. No one is threatening the Capitol. They're not in danger. Why are we still in a military occupied zone yeah. in, in DC? It makes no sense. There's so many questions. So, uh, and then you you go into the anomalies in the Oval Office that you see, like all the things that are going on with that. Joe Biden not answering questions. Like it's very, very odd what's going on. And part of me believes that the things that are going on are to show the rest of the country the that, that are that the real agenda that they're trying to push because it's rolling out so quickly. Yeah. Everything is coming one after the other. They're not giving anything time to breathe. They're not letting people say, okay, I'm okay with this. Like they're going to go after our guns. They're going to make us pay more taxes. The gas has gone up by three, $4 in a lot yeah. of places. Like people are seeing this. Why is it happening so quickly? Like, like not even 50 days in gas, like that affects people on a, on a daily basis. Trump had him under two dollars in a lot of places, almost all across oh, the country. Yeah, yeah. even now in you're Michigan, paying. It was like one. I think the lowest we paid in during his presidency was like one seventy nine, like one eighty. But it was like there for a while. Like it wasn't like a day or something. Like we were having for weeks like that. The average liberal Democrat is seeing this. They're like, why? Why this quickly? Like I can understand maybe two, three, a, two, a year down the road, something happens, the oil supply, so on and so forth. But we're talking fifty days in, we're already up almost four dollars in certain places. Like it's almost six dollars in New York, in in LA, in New York City. That's crazy. That so people crazy. are seeing this stuff. They're seeing this stuff, and they're asking themselves why. Why was Trump able to get it down to under a dollar fifty? Why was he able to do these things? Why can't you? Why are you going up? Why, why was Trump not starting other wars? Why are you going in? Why was there a, a suicide bomber the first day you were in office in Iraq, first one in three yeah. years? Like, why are these things happening? And people are seeing this. And I think that's part of what's happening right now. Because I don't know about you. Did you watch his CPAC address? Uh, yeah, I watched it. And I was, uh, I don't know, man. I was kind of disappointed to, to me uh, as far as like, I understood a lot of what he said, but as far as like, to me, I guess I'm just so against the two-party system that the whole even, like, acknowledging of the GOP, like, I think that's part of the problem is the GOP and the DNC. Yes, but, like, yes I, I agree. Now, who I like is what's-her-name from South Dakota. Um, I love her. That's who Kristen I... Nome. I love yeah, her. That's love who, her. like, I'm, I'm rocking with her a lot. But I, I understand what he's saying, but I think you got to put it out there. I'm like, man, stop, like, no more sugarcoating. Like, it needs to be said, like, man, this GOP, DNC thing can't keep... This, those machines so, are continuously putting out these bad politicians. Mm -hmm. that now what they do is they dispose of them. You're already seeing it happen with Cuomo. You're seeing it happen with Newsom. They're going to dispose of them, put new faces out there, but it's the same agenda. Well, I'm very interested to see in the, the party tits Cuomo situation. Like, I, I think there's a lot to that. I think that's all a cover up to cover up the nursing home situation. And uh, I don't think he's going to be able to escape either. And I think that's on purpose. Um, but, I, I, the only thing I didn't like about the CPAC address was the, the talk of the vaccine, but I think you have to play the game that they're playing because they control the media. That's the biggest issue. The media controls everything. Even the people that say, oh, I don't watch the news. I don't pay attention to that stuff. All of their talking points are all the mainstream media talking oh, points. Yeah. They're never, they're never talking about anything else. And they always, it's the same response every single time. And they don't want to hear new information. They just, oh, this is what I, I believe. 
And if, if, if Trump were to come out and say things like, oh, we're starting our own party, the media is going to have a field day with that and further the division because now they're going to divide not just the left versus right, but now the right versus the Trumpers. It's yeah. going to be it's going to be even further division. It so would you be have, America versus Trump. That's how yeah, they would spin it. Yeah, it would. Ha- exactly. And you'd have to fight that battle against the media who literally controls everything. Like the media is the biggest weapon that they have and they use it very, very well. And if Trump were to go against that, like if he were to say, oh, you know, no, we don't need vaccines. Just use the therapeutics rather than saying, okay, I created the vaccine. It's very good. But there's also therapeutics, which he's done every single time. He said, oh, but also there's therapeutics. If he were to come out and say, oh, you don't need the vaccine, the media's having a field day. Oh, Trump's an anti-vaxxer, so on and so forth. And that's what you're going to hear. And they're going to they're going to be playing on that narrative the entire time. So rather than giving Joe Biden the credit, he takes the credit because now Joe Biden can't say, oh, I, I'm I'm the savior. I saved everybody with this vaccine because that's what they do. Because look at what they're doing already. Everybody's opening up. They're already trying to set it up to say, oh, the things that Joe Biden did with two masks and the, the social distance, it worked, guys. It worked, and oh, we're yeah. going to open up again. Like, that's what they're setting up right now. And if, imagine if they had the vaccine in that arsenal. Now they're saying the, the narrative that they're spinning makes no sense, and it's waking people up because what are they saying? Oh, even if you get the vaccine, you still have to social distance. You still can't hug your family, and you still have to wear a mask. Well, then why the fuck am I getting a vaccine? Yeah. Why am I doing this? So the average person is like, this is stupid. I'm not getting the vaccine now. Yeah, and so, I can, and that's a logical point, and like that makes total sense. Like I can, I can grasp from that that the media obviously you have to play certain games. There's different games. Mm-hmm. Like anybody that knows marketing uh, or any kind of strategy of promotion would know that that's what you do have to do. Different tactics to try to get your message across. I totally agree. Mm-hmm. I guess I would just. Um, I don't buy into some of the, uh, I guess, because it's my own biases. You know what I mean? I have my own biases, and my own biases to never trust anything that's relatively corporatist or establishment so so obviously like and me not liking trump from the get i've never liked trump so like that's always been my thing so of course there's probably some bias that makes me lean towards um trying to find the the bad parts about it you know what i mean i'm like "Mm, i don't don't know i can't trust you can i ask you this do you agree that the cabal that they're in is a giant club oh for sure it's a giant club that they they only so they select who's involved, like the Skull and Bones. They For select sure. thirteen people every year. So, and a lot of these organizations, like people don't realize, the NFL was created by Walter Camp. Walter Camp was a bonesman. The owners of all the NFL teams, it's one giant club. It's a boys' club. Yep. They only they you can't become an owner of a team unless the other owners approve you. And this is why I really really uh, gravitated towards Trump was because everybody in the establishment hated him. Every aspect, Hollywood, financial, social media, news, everybody hated him. Then you look back at his past. They never let him in the club. He wanted to own an NFL team in the 80s. They said no. What did he do? He created his own league where Herschel Walker came out of and Steve Young and many other great football players, Jim Kelly, Hall of Famers, played and were drafted to his league. And... Then after that didn't work out in the 90s and 98 when Leon Hess thought, I'm a diehard Jets fan. And Donnie wanted to buy the Jets. I wish he bought the Jets. We'd have some Super Bowls by now. Yeah. The Johnson family, fuck you guys. You guys suck. <laughs> um, but uh, we, we'd we be killing it right now. And they wouldn't let him buy it in the 90s. In 98, they wouldn't let him buy the Jets. Why? Because he's not part of the club. Same thing with Las Vegas. 
Oh, Donnie wants to get a casino out in Las Vegas. No, you won't get a gaming license. We won't give it to you. The gaming, the gaming commission won't give you a gaming license. Why? Because he's not part of the club. So he built one of the dopest hotels in the place. It's all gold. And then went open up a casino in AC. Said, okay, cool. I'm going to go do my own thing. He's never been part of the club. He's never been there. He always did his own thing. The golf courses wouldn't let him in. So what did he do? Created his own golf courses. Like he's been a trailblazer his entire life. And because all of these celebrities and all these people constantly mentioned him because he does live that lifestyle. Like his, yeah, his father gave him money, but look at all the athletes that make millions of dollars and go broke two, three years after they retire lottery, people who win the lottery, how quickly they go broke. It doesn't matter how much money you're given. If you can't make more money with that money, it's pointless. You're going to run out. Eventually you're going to spend it all. Eventually he turned those, that money into an empire and he, People are like, oh, he doesn't really have motherfucker. He's got a gold apartment. Yeah. His apartment's made like <laughs> dude's got money. I don't care what anybody says. Like, but I would argue that um, he was part of the club because if you do look on the history, that I don't think that they hated him until recently. Was he the, with with what you're saying? I agree with. Yeah, like did he get the NFL team? But no, he made a fuss and he he got his uh, you know the well, what was it the American Football League. Uh, yep. But the thing is that he oh, he was in Hollywood. He had his show. He had, like, everybody liked Trump. Like, he was a, a yeah, polarizing figure. So, like, yeah. my thing is, like, he was friends with the Clintons. You know what I mean? Um, he was uh, friends with, uh, what's his name? He One guy in his cabinet. I can't think of his name, but uh, he's a, a Rothschild guy. You know what I mean? Rothschild mm -hmm. helped him out, bailed him out with his uh, hotels in the 80s. I'm not saying, I'm just saying anybody could be compromised. What I look into it a, a lot, too, is, and what it mostly is connected is, is, like, mafia style. So there's different families and different fractions to me that are constantly mm -hmm. grabbing for the power they have same similar agendas of what they want to get across but their approaches are different so i think that there's this constant struggle and shift and i'm not saying he is or isn't a part of it i'm just saying to me i see him as a piece that is probably part of it because it, it plays perfectly because right after you get uh obama where you have already uh ignited this whole identity politics explosive bomb where people are questioning genders identities of who we are what we are and then you get this other polarizing figure which grabs people's attention and grasps them towards like hey man yeah you're right and that's that gets everybody you got two sides now you know what i mean and so now I you agree. have them split so i, I think agree. like that's why i say whether he is intentionally or in i think he's part of the plan intentionally or not in or unintentionally you know what i mean so that that definitely is a, a valid statement and it makes makes a ton of sense the thing that i would say to that though is then why if 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 he is part of the plan and he is not part of the plan or part if he's if he's even a part of anything that the deep state is doing the cabal is doing why why remove all of these major pedophiles like it'd be one thing to just get one but they got a ton of elite human traffickers that are involved in trafficking children. Not just one. It wasn't just Epstein and Maxwell. It was John of God convicted. It was uh, the Nexium with Keith Raniere, Allison Mack, and the Brothman family, all convicted, all charged. Okay. You have uh, Peter Nygaard done. 
You have all you have all of these things happening. Why do all of that? Because we can all agree that the pedophilia is a major part, not just for the sure. pedophilia for the blackmail, because that's what they use. They use blackmail to keep control of these people. But also it's it's their number one cash crop. They make more money from organ harvesting and human trafficking than they do of any of their drug drug trafficking or anything like that. They make more money from the human trafficking. So why remove all of those major pedophiles? It, it doesn't make sense. Because they're, they're replaceable. And and think about it. It's like when you're in the hood, right? And you're and you're selling crack to the hood. And then you have like, hey, we're giving out free turkeys. Even though you're ruining the, the community by like creating more addicts and creating more people. But you're looking as you're doing a good thing. So you try to... It's just uh, uh, what, like having a publicist, you know, like they're managing like their 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 brand they, they, and how they they can... could have accomplished that with one. They could have accomplished that with just Jeffrey Epstein. They didn't need like I, Jeffrey I mean, Epstein would have been on that. more that's than one enough. Of, more that's than one enough. of my um, that's one of my questions where I do agree with you that there I've never seen any any law enforcement in general, because this is something that I've talked about for years, not even years. like just even yeah. just simply just pedophilia. Like I won't even say like I was because, you know, I mean, I thought of human trafficking, but I didn't um, put two and two together. Yeah. Like you just I just didn't advocate as much for it because I'm mm -hmm. just thinking just the pedophilia, you know, I have a kid and stuff like that. So like absolutely. Absolutely. And nobody, nobody. Uh, uh, really went hard. You'd seen so many pedophiles getting like months. They'd be like, "Oh, he got probation," oh, and, and and they were like horrible crimes, like like unspeakable. So like, I will give you that conceit for sure. Like there, that is like, very questionable that, but, to how so many that they uh, brought down. But the Maxwell one is still kind of how they haven't even shown us a picture of it. And I think that just maybe there's to a reason for that. Is that we she's Mossad? Well, because you know, well, like, uh, we knew that. We knew yeah. that. We knew that, but if she's Mossad, then why is she arrested? Why is Epstein arrested? Why, like, why, why, why do all of that? Because if they needed to spin a narrative, if they needed to tell the story and and pacify patriots and keep them from doing, it, Epstein and Maxwell would have been more than enough to do that. They didn't need to get Peter Nygaard. They didn't need to yeah, get yeah. John of God. They didn't need to do Nexium. Like no one knew of Nexium. No one ever. I've never even heard of it. Like that was not. They released the Finders documents. They, they were like they didn't need to release that information. They did it anyway, just further proving that this stuff is very real. This is not a conspiracy. And people still say it's a conspiracy, which is mind boggling to me. But like like you said, five years ago, I like I knew about Epstein in 05. Like I knew about his connections to the Clintons. I knew about his connections to royalty. And I knew he he, he was doing wild man stuff. And even after his first conviction and I was like, yo, there's elite pe pedophiles like they're involved in human trafficking. They have islands like people still look at you like you're crazy. You could show yeah. them the evidence. You could show them the evidence and they don't care. They, they look at you crazy. Now it's mainstream. Now everybody's talking about it. Now, like things that I couldn't say to people out loud, I had to keep close to the vest because people would be like, yo, James, you're, you're fucking nuts. Like you're stupid. Like that's what they look. You know, you've been through it. Oh, well, I can I'm, also uh, agree with you because uh, you're actually totally right because I just posted uh, a couple days ago that whole, you know, Tom Cruise deep fake. I was like, this is on the news. If we would have said that even two years ago, they would mm -hmm. be like, oh, here we Why go. Why is that coming out now, though? Why yes. is that coming out now? That's another thing. Why yeah. is that in, that coming out right now? Like Obama and Oprah did that green screen interview. Like, why are they showing us that this is how they're doing interviews? And it looks like they're in the same room. If you were just watching on TV, you don't have a really trained eye to spot those things. It literally looks like they're doing an interview in the same room. And they didn't have to tell us that. We would have been like, oh, cool. Oprah and Obama are hanging out. And, and they also doing did an that interview. with what's her name, um, that talk show. What's her name uh, from E.T., Drew Barrymore's talk show. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, what I saw that. Like. 
uh, yeah, no, yeah, she had a talk show, and like I only saw because someone sent me the clip. It was a few months back, or maybe even like last year sometime. But anyways, it was the same thing that she had like holograms there talking to her, yeah. interviewing them, and like literally, like you said, you could not motion everything the, the way they move. There, nothing. Could, I saw the the uh, Tupac and all those holograms at Coachella. Yeah, the holograms now. Oh my, those holograms Wait, ain't the, shit. Yeah. They look real, dude. Yeah. Like, do you see the one with the, what's her name from Harry Potter with the mask? Mm -hmm. She pulled the mask off and her face was CGI'd on and it looked like her. Or the one where they're changing faces and it looks like, it, it, why is this coming out now? Maxwell information, like, just because the media is not talking about it doesn't mean information is not coming out. There is court documents coming out. Yeah. And shout out to my man, Cagbro. He's so good at posting all of the, all the actual court documents. He has his telegram. He does it on Instagram as well. But, uh, there is a ton of information. Like she is trying so hard to prevent the information that's coming out and they're not giving her her appeals. She's losing every single case. So there's going to be information that's going to come you out. You are right about case. that. Like she has, and she even tried to put, didn't she try to uh, put up her citizenship as well? Like in, yep. to, to try mm -hmm. to get off and they stayed no to that too. They're trying yeah, everything you, they can. I, I think that's the big question for me is Maxwell. But like, like I said, like, that's why I like to talk to everybody. I have a perspective of a little bit of everything. I don't know that mm -hmm. I, I tell everybody, that's why I like that post you put the other day because it's I'm not trying to be right. I don't want to uh -huh. be right. I don't care about being right. I want to know the truth. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. I don't care either. This is just what I'm seeing. Like All these things that I'm, I'm talking about are all things that you can verify and you've seen happen. Like We know that these things have happened. And another thing that I look at that makes me believe something's going on is very rarely does a big, big investigation happen in, in our lifetime, at least, where the media is not reporting leaks. And for example, the Russia investigation, how many leaks came out from the Russia investigation? Hundreds and hundreds of leaks. All of them were false, by the way, mind you, but leaks came out. John Durham is still doing an investigation and there has been zero leaks and the media is literally scrambling to try to figure out how to get this, how to find out what this guy is investigating. They have no idea. They want to try to say, oh, they, they tried to use him stepping down from U.S. attorney and they failed to mention, oh, he's no, he's still pre special prosecutor. He's just but they ran with it and saying, oh, the Durham investigation is done. He's stepping down. And that's what the media was reporting. So everybody's like, oh, see, John Durham's not doing anything, blah, 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 blah. All we know is it's a criminal investigation. We know that he absorbed the Huber investigation, which Huber is directly involved in investigating the Clinton Foundation. That was what he was investigating. That's the only things that we know about the Durham investigation. Everything else, nobody knows. We don't know yeah, what he's doing. Yeah, I have heard shit about that. That's how grand juries are supposed to be. Grand, you're not supposed to get leaks from grand jury investigations. You're not supposed to get that stuff. It's supposed to be completely sealed tight, and no one's supposed to know a damn thing. So that, again, makes me believe there's something going on with that investigation. They have no idea what it is, but there would be leaks if they did. They, they're trying to put leaks out, but none of them stick. They're very easy to show that the, what they're leaking is nonsense. So, and, and it seems like they will show the cover. Like I, I do see that what you're saying is logical. That's why I like discussing and seeing the logical aspects of it because to break it down and just say something, a lot of people just say things. Yes. And sometimes they say too many things. Like I try to say, look, I'm not saying you're wrong. You might be right. 
But the way you know how people are, and you have to mm-hmm. approach people in a logical sense, as be- and not everybody will still not accept it, but that's your best approach to actually get the yes. truth. And I think that they will blow cover because I think this stimulus check is part of it. And then I think they're going to start loosening restrictions, as we're already seeing. And I think they're going to say, hey, because they've already talked about maybe May, no mask. And I think they're going to try to get people to go be absorbed with being normal again mm-hmm. and try to forget about these things like you're talking about, the cases, like... Yeah. Well, yeah, so there's absolutely. no push and no demand. If the public's not demanding, it's easier to sweep it under the rug and trying to uh, mm-hmm. push it aside. Absolutely. Well, that's what they're doing with the party tit situation. They're trying to yep. use his sexual harassment to cover up the fact that he has he he's backed into a corner with the nursing homes because again, Trump did the perfect perfect maneuver by bringing the ship, setting the Army Corps of Engineers to create beds in Javits Center and Central Park. There was more than enough beds for these these elderly that he's sent in there to die. And he didn't. He's there's no excuse for it. He has no nothing he can do. Same with Murphy. Same with Whitmer. Same with Newsom. They are all backed into a corner because they have no argument for it, and they're all getting called out on it now. Yep. It's all it's coming out, and they're trying to use this sexual harassment to cover it up, but it's not working. It's only adding to the the fact that these people are corrupt, and people yep. are like, "Yo, this is crazy." So there's so many things that are happening and going on, and I. I refused you, to say that I'm that 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 it's over. I refuse at this point because if if it was as clear cut and all the things that were supposed to happen happened, I'd be like, okay, we lost. We got to start figuring something else out. But there's so many unanswered questions and there's so many things going on right now as we speak that I feel like there's something else that we're not being told. And something it may not happen overnight. I don't know where it is, but I'm with you, dude. The community, the truther community, um, they're great. But they get so caught up in fairy tale stories. Yeah. They get so caught up in these outlandish outcomes and these dates and these times. And I'm like, yo, you guys are setting yourself up for failure. Like, this is what's real. This is what we can prove. That's all we should be focusing on. We shouldn't be focusing on, you know, JFK Jr. being alive or dead. Like, it's nonsense or something happening on March 4th, like Trump getting inaugurated. That's nonsense. Like, who's who's making these statements? It's the community. That's, and that's what the media latches onto to make us look like crazy lunatics. That's what they do. They use oh, the JFK Jr. And they, they add shit, too. Like, they, they push it into, like, the... the- yeah. They see the sphere. They go, okay, well, this is what's going on. Okay, let's throw a couple things in there. And mm-hmm. what happens is because people are running with it and, like, I've gotten to uh, a few arguments and I call them noobs and they get mad because I'm like, man, these noobers. Because <laughs> they, for instance, they I always do. get into a big argument about the whole snow thing, right? Like They're like, look. And I'm like, look, man, because you got to think about it like how someone's going to break it down. I'm like, is there weather? Yes, there's weather manipulation. But you're saying that this fake snow, you don't know that that's fake snow. And I was like, I'm in a place where it snows. I'm like, when you grab snow and you push it like that and you try to melt it, I was like, it's going to be an ice cube because once you, because it goes ice cube, you know what I mean? Because you once you melt it and you, yeah. you put the force, it now becomes ice cube, so it's going to melt like ice cube. And people are like, and I'm like, I'm not saying that it can't be artificial, but and, and, and it does snow in, in Texas. But the thing I was telling them is you're missing the point. The point is with the infrastructure, the whole how they built it, like what is going on with the infrastructure. This whole thing that you're doing is distracting from the the point that even if you're right, it doesn't fucking matter. Nope. Like they like doesn't make a difference. And then go, no, no, I'm right. And you don't fucking get it. Like, cause I, I also get into it with flat earthers. They don't like me that much either. Cause I'm, I'm a little bit, I just in the middle, I just say, I don't know either way, man. And they go, yep. oh, you got to pick a side. I'm like, 
<laughs> well, it's so funny that you bring that up because we did the interview with Flat Earth Dave. Shout out to him. He's a he's a, he's a good guy and he knows his shit and he's got answers for everything. Because I went have to talk it. to him, man. Because I want to have a I good set, discussion. No, I'll set with you him, up. You know? I'll I'll set you up. I'll set you up. He's a really good guy. He's looking for shows. I'll set you up. I'll send you his in, I sent him your info, and he'll reach out to you. He's really good. Um, but I went in there and I I started doing my research for the show to try to prove him wrong. I was like, oh. You know, because Flat Earth never really, at the end of the day, was never a rabbit hole that I really genuinely cared about. Because at the end of the day, I won't know because I'm not going out to outer space anytime soon. So I can't prove it definitively. I don't trust NASA at all. I don't trust them as far as I could throw them. And so I, at the end of the day, it really doesn't make a difference to me whether it's flat or whether it's uh, a globe. I don't know. I can't choose a side either way. So, But I went into it. I was like, you know what? I'm going to try to prove Dave wrong. And I'm going to try to find out and give him evidence to prove that his theory makes no sense. It just made me further believe that he, there's a possibility that he's right. And now I'm in the situation like you are. I'm like, I don't know. I, I don't know. Cause his theory, the things that he talks about, it really brings everything together to me. Cause for me, I always research NASA and how fake they are and how nonsense Warner Von Braun and the pa- operation paperclip yep. and um, you know, the, the moon landing with that aluminum foil ship and, uh, Nixon calling on a landline, like all of the things that, that, that don't make sense. Same thing that I'm doing right now with Joe Biden's administration. These, all these things that don't make sense and don't add up. I'm asking these questions. So I never trusted NASA. But the other thing that I never trusted was Antarctica. Antarctica is another rabbit hole that's wild. It is insane. And Antarctica, they have Operation High Jump where the Nazis went down there and they were doing wild man experiments and they found they were trying to develop the bell craft and all these UFO type looking ships. And during the height of the war, the entire world signed a treaty for no independent exploration. And why, why, why is no one allowed to go down there? What are they hiding down in Antarctica? Why is John Kerry going down there during uh, the day of the election in 2016? Why are they taking vacations down in Antarctica? Like what is going on? Why cannot we not explore Antarctica and find out what's going on down there? Like it's a, it's another part of the world. Like the, you, we should be able to explore it and find out what's down there. There's probably animals and things that we have no idea even exist. Or what if it's a giant wall that's surrounding us? That it's not at the South Pole. It's actually all around us. And any way you go, you're going to get to Antarctica. Yeah, like, and I'm with you. Like I, 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 I'm totally like with the whole Operation Paperclip and NASA. Like I don't trust, don't trust them. them. And nope. and as far as like uh. I was talking to one guy about it. He didn't, we didn't go live or anything, but he didn't want to record the podcast, but I was chopping it up with him. And I told him like, I was trying to give him ways out. Like I was like, well, maybe if you could prove like to me, I always say shadows, right? Shadows is a big thing. And they go, you know, the sun moves like this and that. And I go, I, mm-hmm. I go, I'm not saying I don't know. Cause I'm like, I'm not smart enough to tell you like how a shadow should be if the sun's here or if the sun's here. Right. I mm-hmm. said, but if you can prove that, I was like, I was telling him like, to me, work on points that you could prove. Not ones you can't. And he Dave was like, has no, this. For you. And, but the one it, thing that I was going to say to that, though, is that, like, to me, the one thing that I've, and I've been kind of going on this rabbit hole, is just the whole bottom of the ocean. Because, you know, we're always obsessed with space, but we know mm-hmm. nothing about the no. bottom of the ocean. Nothing. Nothing. No, it's huge. There's so it's, much. Yeah. And then we're like, oh, space, space. And I'm like, well, it, it, space is the distraction to me yeah. for, for well, the ocean. Yeah, I don't I don't know how I feel about space. I I have I I believe in other like extraterrestrials. Do I believe in that? Yeah, I do. But I don't know how it fits into the story. 
I just I can't tell you because I've never been out of. I mean, like yeah, you know I mean? no, there's yeah, all exactly. Kinds of different like aspects yeah, like, like we could go down. Like <laughs> there's so many rabbit holes that you could take. Oh and, yeah. Uh, you know, is space is can space be real? Absolutely, a hundred percent. Can it be a real thing? It, but can it also be some nonsense that NASA is telling us? A hundred percent. It absolutely can be. And I have no idea until I go up there, and I don't think I'm ever going to go up there, unfortunately. Um, but the day you got to talk to Dave, dude. He is a legend. He has answers for that shadow yeah, question. I'll, I don't. Be great. I don't want to try because I I looked it up. There's a uh, uh, a test that people did. It was with two sticks and the shadows. Yeah. And I looked up this the study, and he, and he literally had a perfect explanation of how and why this happens. I'm like, oh my god, that makes complete sense. This but see, that's crazy. the thing though, is that he's having good <laughs> communication though, and that's the problem is that when I try to tell, like, of course, not everybody's gonna want to. Some people don't want to hear your message no matter what, but some people are willing to listen to your message and you're like so rooted that you were like, no, 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 it's only this way. And I'm like, well, I'm just trying to question things because that's what I do. It was like question things. I'm not saying you're wrong, but people take it as that's why it's easy for us to have a conversation because you're not like, oh, he says he doesn't like Trump. Well, I was thinking the same thing. You know what I mean? Like people get upset like that. And even when I talk shit on Biden or like whatever they're rooted in, if I question it, they get like really upset. And I'm like, dude, Mm -hmm. that's the point to me of what we're doing as a truther community is we're constantly questioning because there's so many lies. So we don't know what the exact lies are. There's lies and truths mixed together. And some we have that's deciphered and some we haven't yet. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that, that's that's what I think we need more of. We need more civil discourse. Like growing up, I don't know about you, in my family, like it was taboo to talk about politics. Like it was not something that we talked about. It's not allowed. And you, in, in my, my father always told me, he's like, you don't make political statements. You don't talk about politics in public. You keep that to yourself. And that's why we're in the situation that we're in right now where families hate each other. They're not talking to each other. Best friends are no longer friends. And it's because there's no civil discourse. No one can have an open conversation and talk about the things and the things that they're seeing and come to a conclusion based on both viewpoints. They only see their own viewpoint. It doesn't matter what evidence that is brought to the table. It's really, really unfortunate. And that's why I do like talking with you because you always bring a different viewpoint to the table that we now have to have discussion about and, and talk about rather than be like, oh, no, you're, dude, you're wrong. Like, you're crazy. Like, no, a lot of the things that you said make a ton of sense. Absolutely. And that's why I always say this is what I have to say about the, towards that, because this is why I think this way. And you have to, but people, people just, when you have these discussions, they all of a sudden, they start going to, oh, well, he's a pedophile, so it doesn't matter. Throwing out yeah. these outlandish arguments when they feel like they lost rather than validating, validating what the person said and, and coming using factual information to form a counter argument or then realize maybe, hey, I might have been wrong. I might I might not have been right. And that's totally fine too. I've made mistakes and, and posted things that weren't true. And I was like, ah oh, fuck, I gotta take this down. I apologize for posting something that's not wrong. It happens. Like I said, whenever like my belief and how everything is gonna end, I think when everything is all said and done, we're gonna find people on both sides of of the aisle, like that we we thought were bad guys. They were we thought they were part of the cabal, they were really like involved and they were actually good guys and good guys that we thought were like patriots. They, they wanted to, you know, uh, uphold the constitution. They were really good people. They were actually bad guys. And I think when everything is all said and done, we're not going to know who's on what side. I really think so. Like uh, that's what makes a good movie is good actors. And if, if you could sit, sit here and say, this person's this, this person's that, then there's nothing going on behind the scenes. And there's too many things going on to tell me that there's nothing going on behind the scenes. You know, 
and too many questions i mean yeah. over the years like that's one thing i've also brought up a lot of times lately is that you know there's this whole like where people are like talking about election fraud and this and that right and mm -hmm. whether you whether first of all i've told people from the beginning i go you know that there's election fraud every fucking election every year <laughs> every well that but was what, a big rabbit hole for me was the election yeah. fraud because what one of my first rabbit like you're around my age so uh my first rabbit hole was 9 11. yeah that was my very first one and once i found out that they lied to me about world trade center 7 i knew they lied to me once i had to look at the other things so i started going down other rabbit holes and this was you know around the time the commission report came out so we're talking 0304 when when i'm starting to go down these rabbit holes and i go down after 9 11 i go to the first easy one which was jfk jfk led me to secret societies and secret societies in 04 what happened we had john kerry and george bush running against each other in the presidential race john kerry being a democrat bush being a republican come to find out they're both skull and bonesmen i'm like wait it wait a tick this makes no sense like what is going on these people and the bonesmen live by the the motto like if you have an opportunity to put a, a brother in a position of power or better a brother you're doing that over your family over anybody like brothers become come before anybody in in their lives when you become a bonesman and bros every before, time bros before well, bones before hoes <laughs> facts 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 and any and 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 they're running against each other in two different political parties are you kidding me and anytime they got confronted about it they'd remove people from the talks they'd ignore it oh i can't talk about that stuff and just completely skip the question john Kerry and bush together both had the same responses they couldn't talk about it called out multiple times if they're running against each other and they're both bonesmen that right there leads me to believe this is all bullshit. this is all nonsense this this whole thing is staged and it means nothing so everyone since then has been the same way. Now I think it happened this way because now the American people see it. Because me and you have been saying for years, oh, it's 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 rigged. The whole thing is rigged. And everybody's like, ah, oh, no, you're crazy. It's not rigged. Yeah. It's it's a free and fair election. Now everybody's looking at it like, holy shit, it's it's really rigged. But they're not doing anything about it. Like, why are they not doing anything about it? I don't think that, I think that's on purpose. Because if we if if that didn't happen, me and you would still be saying, yo, it's rigged. It's rigged. Everybody like, nah, it's not rigged. It's yeah. you know, it's free and fair. And I will say, as uh, also what Trump um, kind of pushed to the surface was the media, because that's part of the election fraud that they don't talk about. It's not really fraud, but the manipulation of yes. what they, how they use the media, influencers, celebrities to push narratives or push people into a direction, which makes them feel like, well, if I don't do this, I'm not a good person. So then once you strike, if that's a way just of ma manipulation. You, if I did that what? in a relationship, it would be considered that I was a piece of shit. But if the government this does it to you, it's like, oh, that's all right. <laughs> I agree. Well, this is this is why, again, I think this was all done on purpose and allowed to happen because it, it, it showed people people's true colors. For example, speaking of media manipulation, this is a perfect example. Fox News is the most watched news station there was. They were Their ratings were better than all the other sta stations yeah. combined. And I've been saying for years, do not trust them. They're the same people. They're just giving you a different side of the story. And they're it's not what they tell you. It's what they don't tell you. Like I, I always say, if Tucker Carlson, he's got a big enough following in today's day and age, he can start his own show, his own podcast, make as much money, if not more money with ad advertising and tell people the truth and tell people what he knows if he really wanted to, to tell the truth. He doesn't. He, he's following his agenda and he's doing as he's told. And so does every everybody else on that station. I've been saying it for years. But what the election did, it, it showed everybody that Fox is not really 
for them because the media manipulation was really mostly started out by Fox. Because if you remember during the election in Arizona, but really all over the country, there was lines of people for over an hour to go and vote, over an hour to go and vote. And at five o'clock, they called Fox called Arizona. Now you have all these people waiting in line. And, and, and whether you think there's election fraud or not, whether you think that happened, we can all agree on there's no way the count with all the things that we know happened with the election fraud in Arizona, that the count could have been done and finished at five o'clock on uh, uh, election day. There's no way they could have called it. There's no way. And they called it. So all these people waiting in line are like, ah, oh, Fox called it. We lost Arizona, guys. Why are we going to wait in line? Let's just go yeah. home. There's no point. Like, we already lost. They called it. So I'm not going to vote this year. And how many people were sitting there waiting in line, looking at their phone, trying to see results? And Fox is the station that they go to. And they see Fox calls it like, ah, oh, shit, we lost. Let's get out of here. Let's go yep. home. That's media manipulation at its finest. They shouldn't be saying things like that. It was way too early to call Arizona. Forget Way about all the others. Yeah. Forget about all the other states, but Arizona itself, that, that argument alone, it's just like, why would they do that? For what reason? Only the only reason I could think of is to get people to not vote and not show up. Well, my, my, my point of mentioning was this is that, uh, you know, they, people are getting, you know, banned for talking about it or deplatformed for talking about it. And I thought it was very, very strange, which makes it seem more lot <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Where uh, we got removed from YouTube. It's strange that they're doing that to me because I'm like, well, people still question JFK. People still question mm -hmm. um, the CIA. People question the MK Ultra. These videos and stuff have never been like no one ever said you can't write a book about that. I mean, there's the uh, Communist Manifesto could be sold. I mean, they have uh, the the Anarchist Cookbook. I mean, I used to have mm -hmm. that. You can buy that at bookstores. All you can of buy books yeah. about radicals and Mein Kampf is still available. Can't buy Dr. Seuss though. So they they only to me. Uh, like if I was just like, say I was just an average listener and I was listening, what you're saying is I'm going to be drawn to because you're absolutely right. You're making logical points. Mm -hmm. And what I'm seeing is why are they so quickly to shut people up for talking about it? And that's it, what I look at. Why are you, there's something there, whether you're a hundred percent right, but you're onto something because mm -hmm. obviously if you weren't, they would be like, say whatever you want. Cause I'm a journalist. I'm going to show you why you're wrong, but they can't. Yes. So they won't. Bingo, bingo. That's it, it, it's mind-boggling. Like there's been conspiracies forever. Like you said, JFK. The, the term conspiracy theorist was created by the, the clowns in action to shut down their argument. Oh, they're just crazy conspiracy theorists because there's valid arguments to the fact that JFK was assassinated by somebody other than uh, Lee Harvey Oswald, and there was a it was a multifaceted hit. Uh, um, so. That's why they created that term in the first place. And now anything, and, and this is why I have a big issue with Alex Jones, even though now he's been really exposed, but I've been saying for a while, like Alex Jones was a major part of my red pill and yeah. waking up because Same. he was the only person that you could go online and watch and get this information. Cause no one was really talking about it. Like you could read the hold a pale horse and, you know, some of Bill Cooper's interviews, but Bill Cooper was dead before I, uh, uh, really right after 9-11 it was like November yeah. so it was like October could, October it, of 9-11 of 2011 oh yeah that's right 2001 yeah. and he said in July of 2001 that they were going to have a major false flag and, blame and they were, he was talking stuff. about uh, uh, Bin Laden and how yep. how did CNN go get into that yep. interview with him and it's crazy um, so Alex Jones is a major part but I really truly believe Alex Jones 
is there to make us all look like crazy lunatics because that's what he does he's so out there and so crazy like it's entertaining because it's so crazy it's 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 very funny to me um how he acts but it makes us to the average individual that's really looking for this information you can't send them an alex jones video and he's screaming there about gay frogs and screaming (laughs) at the top of his lungs like pounding the table like a crazed maniac yeah and as soon as you you mention anything instead of conspiracy theorists they say oh you must watch alex jones or you watch infowars and that's what you are. You're, you know, your tinfoil hat person. That's literally the first response. And his job was to do that. Like, I always question how the hell did this guy get into Bohemian Grove and film the ceremony and live to tell the story about it and talk yeah. about it and share it with the world. They didn't show anything crazy in that video that he showed. They just showed that he got in there and that they were doing stuff. And the people that cared looked at him like, holy shit, this is really going on. But it made us all look crazy still. And I'm like you. I, I also, too, was re- like... Uh, I would say like my big like baby red pill was like you know the whole crap crack ep- epidemic in uh, uh Cali so like we kind of saw 80s, yep. we kind of heard a lot about that you know the CIA doing what they did and that kind of got you weird on law enforcement because you're like whoa and, and even kind of like the government but you I didn't put anything together like that I was just like oh can't trust the cops pretty much that was the sentiment like yep. you're like can't trust them Yep. And then 9-11, and I was big into uh, Jones as well, you know, because like you said, the, nobody else, you couldn't get the information. Everything, everybody else was either dead or there was no YouTube. anything. And I agree with you because I think like the last, what, so it's been like 20 years I was listening to him. He, he's he been saying that they're going to kill him for the last 20 years. Like, you know, yeah. they're following me. Man, I, you don't even know what we have to go through, how much he's always made this. But I'm like, well, you're still, if you're such a threat and, and they're shutting you down, they would shut you down. Yeah, they could like, shut you down. Easy. It wouldn't be that difficult. Look at Waco. Yeah, <laughs> yeah seriously, seriously. I, if they really want to silence him and get, I, I really think he's there just to make us look crazy. And that's what people reference the average individual, the average American who's not thirsting for this information. They really just, they don't care. They just want to be spoon fed the information and told what to think. They see Alex Jones. They're like, Oh, that's, that's nonsense. All of that thing, all the stuff he's talking about is crazy. And it, it completely tries to um, invalidate everything that we, all the research that we do and all the things that we do is everything that he's doing right now is invalidating all of our work because he just makes us look crazy and it's unfortunate yeah. it's funny to me i enjoy it it's, it's very funny it's, I watch ca- it's it like entertaining it. like you said it yeah. is entertaining but and he, he has some crazy. There, and there is stuff in there sometimes and then every now and then he'll have like a decent well, episode where he's kind of puts it together and is more professional and not uh well no he has to uh, tell truths he has to tell truths. Like if he if he told nothing but lies, people would have caught on by now and been like, "Oh, he's yeah. making bullshit up." He has to speak truths. He has to give us some real information that we can hold on to. Be like, "Oh yeah, this guy's really talking about some real stuff." But at the same time, he's never really gonna talk about the really, really, really important things and uh, cover it in grave, grave detail. There's a certain a few things that he's shied away from, and I don't yeah. even want to talk about it on here because it'll get us removed. And yeah. The video get canceled, um, but he he never uh, he just sounds crazy. He, like he has to give us some real information because no one would, would follow him anymore. Like if he lied so many times, like I'd be like, all right, I'm not listening to this guy. He's crazy. Yeah, like, guys yeah. like guys like Charlie Ward and Simon Parks. I'm like, yo, you guys are quacks. Like I don't know how people are still watching these people, um, but it's at the same time he's hurting 
all of the truthers and the people that are really looking for the truth. And I think Alex Jones almost got away from them, though, because he did wake up a lot of people. He did wake up a lot of people. Yeah, well, I'll say, too, that most of their plans don't go as planned. Like, they can no. put out how they want it, like, oh, this is our timeline. It doesn't go because they can't predict humans. Humans are unpredictable. Mm-hmm. But I think Jones did wake up a lot of people, and they they didn't expect us to be so great with the Internet. And then also that yep. we take some of his information, and we don't take all of it, and we're like, okay, we see they didn't expect us to be able to see through some some of us being able to yes. see through his bullshit. Now he does well, have his fanatics. Yeah, yeah, they think we're all they think we're one-minded, one uh, mm-hmm. echo chamber, like whatever we do. And I think that's what that's supposed to be. It's supposed to like you said make a mockery of, out of us so people will like kind of obey and I think that's what this is also what has been the development of pushing into this cancel culture because people keep talking about it. And I go tell people, I go, you know what, cancel culture? You want, you know how you beat it? Become uncancelable. Look at yep. Lenny Bruce. Look at George Carlin, Richard Pryor, Two Live Crew, uh, NWA, like Howard Stern. All these people were canceled, canceled. Like you're talking about Lenny Bruce going to fucking jail for, for cussing. For what yeah. I just did right now, like he yeah. would went to jail for it. They they went after him hard, tax evasion, mm-hmm. all they this did stuff. Jim Morrison as well, the same thing. Oh, exactly. Jail for cursing. Yeah, it's 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 a different time, and they were trailblazers. So I they, think that people need to stop. Like I I hear it. Like don't get me wrong, you can talk shit on it, talk shit on all you want, but stop pretending like it's something that's gonna kill us. Fuck that. Try to cancel me. I don't give a fuck. Like you know what I mean. Like I mean, I'm gonna find to my be, way to, to be, make up money. I'm gonna just fair, find my way. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. They're, they're never going to shut us down and we're going to keep coming back 100%. But they're, I'll tell you right now, they're doing a pretty damn good job of canceling everybody on social media. Because um, so like you were saying earlier, a lot of their plans get away from them. And I think social media and the Internet was one of them, um, especially social media and where its roots were, like with LifeLog and all of that. Did you ever look into the, to social media and that rabbit hole? Oh, yeah, yeah. Where they're, yeah the, the whole social media network is just, I don't know if you've seen, what was that documentary, too, that they had on um, Netflix? Um, oh, that was not, yeah. That, I think, but I think that was more propaganda. To, yeah, but it was cool. Like, because getting... when you see, like, because they were kind of like trying to, like, yeah, you've seen people trying to buffer, but there was a two, two guys on there that were, um, they were talking, they know yeah, that they were... it was a psychological. Uh, experiments. Just the same thing with these uh, uh, mRNA vaccines. Well, do you know about do you know about LifeLink, LifeLock? I don't Have know. That? I think that, that I'm thinking. So, I think of something else. So so DARPA, which is a you know part of the CIA, part of the clowns, they created this program called LifeLog. And LifeLog, what it was, it was supposed to catalog everything that we're doing, and all the movements and all the activities that we do. Basically, what Facebook is. LifeLog terminated their program. DARPA terminated the program LifeLog on February 4th, 2004. Facebook happened to launch February 4th, 2004, the very same day that LifeLog's program was terminated. Now, instead of the government cataloging what we do, we willingly let the government catalog what we do because we're telling them. Everybody's like, oh, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. And if you look at the, the actual metadata of what you're doing like on google and things like that and on facebook they can tell when you open a damn door they can tell everything and every movement that you're making they can tell when you're taking a shit and we do it willingly and they didn't have to force it down our throats they didn't have to trick us we we just oh we love this let's keep using it and lifelog became facebook that's what it became and social media got away from us because they thought they were going to use it to catalog our movements, keep track of us. 
they didn't think we were going to share information and spread it like wildfire they didn't expect that so now they're in catch-up mode trying to silence everybody like hey uh we can't let this information get out um back it it didn't used to matter because no only a few people were sharing it but now millions of people are sharing this information like all the the boarding up the windows and all these things that are happening all these anomalies it 20 years ago think about if this happened this election happened even 10 years ago even if it happened 10 years ago we wouldn't know any of it we wouldn't know they're boarding up windows in michigan we wouldn't know that they're using Sharpies or seeing the, the people literally filling in the ballots on video. Like we wouldn't see that information. The news would never put it on TV. We would know only what the news is telling us. And social media is the only reason that we do know this information because we're able to share it everywhere. And then we might have heard some of the information like years later, you know, like, yeah, you like, like you say, cause you know, news travels, but with, without social media it travels so slow, you'd be like, yeah, I heard like, fucking remember that election two years ago, da, da, da. like it would already and be then, so slow by the time so many people kind of heard it, it would be already like two, three elections in, you know what I mean? And they slapped the label conspiracy on it right yep. there, you know, and now it's happening in real time and they're trying to slap the conspiracy label on it. But the video evidence is so damning. Like it's so obvious. Well, well not just that, that, but they're, they're uh, contradicting themselves. They're trying to go with their plan, but it's not working. And then they mm-hmm. accidentally contradict themselves and then they have them on tape. So now we could go, Oh, look, he said, they said this, but then they said this, and this was within yeah. a week. So what do you think? Well, <laughs> I say people, I say people have pea brains. No one can think outside of that tunnel that, what is being talked about on social media. No one can take a 50,000 foot view and say, okay, this happened right now in this instance, but this happened a month ago and maybe something is connected here. For example, people forget how bad it was over the summer with the riots. Yeah. They, they, it's out of sight, out of mind. People forget how crazy it was. Like DC was completely on fire and the media tried to ignore it. It got to the point where it was so bad they couldn't ignore it anymore. January 6th happens, which I think was staged to begin with anyway, but that's Agreed. all the media, the media talked about. And, and there was no, one was in there. Just, they literally walked through the velvet ropes. Like they didn't, they didn't go in there lighting the building on fire and destroying things yeah. they tried in, in the hearings. They were like, Oh, it was an armed insurrection. And the one guy was asking questions like, okay, if it was an armed insurrection, how many people did you arrest with any firearms? They're like, uh, zero. Okay. Well then how was it an armed insurrection? Like they, they, they can't get out of their own way. Um, but people forget how bad it was over the summer. They, they, they're saying, oh, January 6th is the worst thing that's ever happened. What do you mean? Five months ago, the entire city of D.C. was engulfed in flames. There's photos of it. Like, th- that just didn't disappear and not happen. <laughs> like, what? And they're P-Rings. They can't remember anything. And it's with everything because everything is connected. I'll say in some that- senses because, like, even you were telling me about that. What was it? Life log? Yeah, life log. I I've heard about a little bit about that, but like, man, there's so much information. I go sometimes I blank, but I know what oh, you dude, mean. I'm the same way. But you're talking about way. like that, like uh, uh, whatever's that moment. Like now, everybody's talking about the Oprah. Like that's the mm-hmm. that's the hot t- that's the hot ticket. So we're gonna we're gonna hop on that. Not wh- mm-hmm. who cares whatever else is going on. We're just gonna keep rolling with it. Mm-hmm. They can't put the pieces together. They can't look at the entire puzzle. They can only look at the small little section that they're working on. And sometimes you need to take a step back and look at the entire puzzle to figure out what's really going on. Because every all of this is connected. This is a, oh, the sure. Russian, the pedophilia, the Russian investigation, uh, the it's all connected. It's all the 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 seeing the Democrats and the Republicans show their true colors. It's all connected. Everything. 
And if you can't take a step back and look at all the information that we're being fed over the course of a period of time, rather than this very instance, you'll be able to put the pieces together a little bit better. Like the, the fact that Joe Biden at first, when he got his flight designation, not as Air Force One, as just some regular numbers and, and Kamala just got regular numbers, that was okay. Maybe it was just a one-time thing because it's the first time they're flying. When it happened again, you're like, okay, there's no coincidence to this. But then you piece that together with the fact that he took a private plane rather than a military plane. Now I feel like there's something more to that. It's not just some nonsense like, oh, a mistake happened. Like you have to look at things that happened over the course of the time. Well, you when you just... say that, and then I uh, uh, think of this, the occupation of DC, that that, that really to me uh, bugs mm-hmm. me because not only did you do that, you know, because of the uh, alleged insurrection, which I was like, that's a joke. I don't care mm-hmm. what side you're on. Like, come on, man. Like you could see it, it, the video evidence, but whatever people have their own little, like whatever they see. Idiots. Um, and then you have like what you're saying, and then you combine it with that. Now they, oh, we're going to keep him there to the fourth. Now we want to keep him till May. And now they want to thinking about keeping him indefinitely, which is a very strange thing to even mm-hmm. consider. Because if you're talking about um, a dictator, that to me represents dictatorship. Um, yep. Everything you were saying now to me seems like you were projecting. Everything you were saying about Trump to me uh, just logically thinking that's called projecting everything you said you are now doing and Mm -hmm. immediately like you said not over time hey we're trying to push this bill everything was jammed down the throat even this covid relief bill which Mm -hmm. again if these politicians are for the working class which they claim to be especially the progressive party why would they not push for their demands okay i'm not for 15 dollars an hour i'm not for medicare for all but you know what the people that voted for those progressives their constituents are and not one of them fought for that shit. they didn't care no why couldn't you make a relief bill that was just directly for the american people why is foreign aid involved because there's so much dirty hands involved and people are getting sick and tired of it and i think that i had said this a while ago that I think Joe Biden becoming president, I think we even talked about it maybe that it would be a blessing in disguise because you Trump, Trump could say it as much as he wants, but it, people have to see it and experience it. That's just the human experience because, you know, you'll be like, yeah, yeah, no, this is the, the water's great over at this beach. I don't know, man. I like it at Newport. And you're like, no, 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 check it out. Until they mm-hmm. go and swim there and they're like, oh, man, this is the best beach ever. Now well, you've about, changed their experience. Think about this logically. If... Trump had won, even if the election got overturned, if Trump had won, won, would there be, uh, would the media be talking about how states are opening up and removing the death, the death counter and starting to like lay off the, the China virus constantly on the media? Or if Trump won, would they be 24 seven up? Trump is, it's terrible. It's way worse. It's, it's only getting worse. Trump is not doing a good job. That's all the, and we, we'd have no sight, uh, you know, no light at the end of the tunnel whatsoever. Cause we'd be all sitting here watching the media say how bad it is. And Fauci tell us that we can't see anybody, even though we have the vaccine. Cause when he was until recently, they were trying to say that, Oh, the vaccine doesn't mean you can't social distance. Now they're saying, okay, maybe we can start opening up. We need like Lori Lightfoot's like, Oh, we won't have an economy if we don't open up. Like all these people are, are, are now Cuomo, changing. Remember he came out yeah. right away. Like you said, and they all came out right away. Yeah. And, it, and, and uh, if Trump won, it would be 24-7 COVID, COVID, COVID. It w- we wouldn't get a break from it. Now that he's not in office, 
they're going to step back and they're not going to push it because they think that they're they're involved. Also, if it didn't happen the way it did, people no one would know that the elections have been rigged for years because it's not just this year. It's been every single year they've been rigged. They've been rigged the entire time. We wouldn't know that if it didn't happen this way. Okay, so we'd still be getting COVID nonstop. We wouldn't be able to get any lax with the, the restrictions or anything like that. Because I don't know about you, I'm so sick and tired of getting kicked out of stores and kicked out of places because I don't wear a mask. I'm so done with it, like just being yelled at and mean mugged just for going to do my everyday life and live. I'm getting destroyed. I hate it. Like I'm like, yo, leave me the fuck alone. And I'm sick of it. But it wouldn't have happened if Trump was still in office. It would be yeah. still full restrictions, full lockdowns, and we maybe be even fucked. worse. Yeah, exactly. So those things. Also, you have to think if uh, people are going to be held accountable, you cannot have Trump involved in any way because they're going to say it's a political hit. If Trump was in office and the things that were going on with party tits right now, what do you think the media would be saying? Oh, well, and they're already, they're already saying that. Yeah, like, he's not, not he's, but they can't. But like you're saying, it's not holding weight because yes. he's playing golf. Yeah, he's playing golf. He's chilling. How is it Trump's fault? He's not involved in this whatsoever. He's not attacking him. He's playing golf. Like, they can't say that. So he's completely detached from it. And now the American public is is seeing. Because we, we said in May that Cuomo was doing this, that he was putting people in, in nursing homes. We were like, yo, he's killing people. He's a murderer. And everybody's like, oh, you're crazy. Now it's all over the place. Everybody's talking about it. Even though we were saying it in May, we were told we were crazy. So... It wouldn't happen this way if Trump was still in office. The media would be saying, oh, Trump's attacking his political opponents. He's removing the people that wouldn't listen to him for the China. And, and Andrew Cohen would be like, yeah, I just didn't want to listen to what Trump was saying with the China virus restrictions. Like, I wanted to do my own thing. I wanted to do what Fauci said. And that's the the narrative that they would have pushed. But now he's not involved, so they can't push that narrative. Yeah. And he's backed in a corner because that whole, that whole uh, nursing home situation – is uh he, he's got nowhere to go he has no argument what is he gonna say why did i why did you put the, the the old people in the nursing homes oh because there was no more beds oh yes there was there was the comfort there was the javits center there was the uh central park oh well they, they those were crowded no they weren't they only saw 27 patients why didn't you send them over there like he has no argument he's done he's done and and even uh, with the, the whole ship you know what i mean like yeah the american people see this the liberals see this because I wasn't like, really talking a lot about the Cuomo because we had the Whitmer out here. So, but we were talking about that because we saw it firsthand. Like, not yeah. even just like people I know personally, and like my boss, his uh, his uh, sister happens to work in a nursing home, and she was telling me that yeah, they're putting COVID people with everybody. Like, it's that they had they closed the down a, they closed down a hospital that was a designated COVID hospital. They they closed it down in April, like late April. And I'm like, it was designated only for COVID. So that tells you that no COVID patients are going there. They had, yep. we also knew a guy that uh, he works, he's in the um, reserves and they were doing that little uh, army engineer came down, army corps engineer came down and yeah. built a little makeshift hospital that nobody ever went to. Same yep. thing here. It was yep. the same well, thing in, in California too. Well, I think that's the domino. Cuomo is the domino effect. Yeah. Party tits. Party tits is the first one because Phil Murphy in New Jersey is getting caught up in it. Whitmer's they're, they're they're filing charges against Whitmer and Newsom as well. He's in big trouble as well. So I think if Trump was in office, they wouldn't the the, the narratives the media would be giving us wouldn't allow the American people to see it for themselves. Yeah, public the opinion would be, would be would be tainted. 
yes, Trump is doing this. It's Trump's fault. They can't do that anymore. They can try, but the American people are seeing through that because it's so ridiculous. It's so out. Like, there's no way Trump is not in office. He's not the president. If he's, you know, why would he be attacking these people and getting them in trouble like this? It makes no sense. So, um, I really think with all of those anomalies and all those things going on, really think about what Trump is doing right now. When he got into office, what happened to him? Obama, they said the elections were rigged and they had special counsel Robert Mueller look in the Russia investigation. Two and a half years, they found absolutely nothing. Thousands of leaks, nothing happened. No evidence whatsoever. But they tried really, really hard. Now, while he was doing that, you had Trump going to do all these meetings with these world leaders and you, we know for a fact that John Kerry was over in Iran talking with the leaders over in Iran and working with them. We also know that Barry Sorteto big, was flying around either two weeks before or two weeks after Trump went to these places. He was going to all those places and talking to those world leaders. Trump right now, what is he doing? He's flying around clandestinely talking to a bunch of people, talking to leaders, talking to people in Congress and other people. Also, he's got John Durham investigating Joey Biden. Because you don't think Joey Biden's not involved in all of this? Because again, I think the Flynn case is involved in the Durham investigation. I think that's all part of it. Because why, why if, if this was all some nonsense to silence us, why do what you did to General Flynn? Nobody knew what General, who General Flynn was. No one would have cared. It makes no sense. Why did Obama tell the Trump administration not to use Mike Flynn in their administration? You can use anybody, but don't use Mike Flynn. Why did they do that? And why did they attack him the way that they did and come up? And literally, all of the evidence shows that he was framed in blackmail. It was set up. He was set up the entire time. Why do that? It makes no sense. And isn't his brother um, now uh, ahead of something like a... Yeah, uh, the Pacific Islands. Yeah. yeah. He, he was, he was appointed in the Pacific up, right? Islands. Yeah, but this was during the Biden administration. So if Biden's yeah, really in control, you really think that he's gonna he's gonna do that do that? And not only that, Joe Biden was involved in the unmasking of General Flynn as an intelligence agent. He was involved in that. His name is all over those documents that came out in those FBI in those FBI notes. So why do all of that to General Flynn? And no, so none of it makes sense, and none of it adds up. Like you could, you could have pacified millions of patriots and got them to do nothing by just arresting Jeffrey Epstein, by just uh, and 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 saying that the and using Trump to to rally the troops. That would have been more than enough to silence a bunch of patriots. There's no reason for Jeff. There's no reason for all the other pedophiles. There's no reason for the no leaks in the Durham investigation. There's no reason for that investigation to absorb the Huber investigation, which is investigating the Clinton Foundation. There's no reason for the attack on General Flynn. We would have never known who General Flynn was if they didn't attack him. I know I, I've been doing research yeah. for years. I did not know of General Flynn until I found out what they were doing to this guy. I was like, holy, look at what they're doing to this guy. You know what I'm saying? And, and not only that, you add the Seth Rich story into the whole entire thing, which is wild. Like the whole Seth Rich story is a whole nother rabbit hole that ties right into what we're doing, right into what's going on. Like, why did they silence him? He was a Bernie bro. He was a Bernie guy, Seth Rich. It's to me, like, I don't know, like I said, like, that's where I get stuck because, like, I, I agree with you. Like, why do they smear these people? Why do we have all this shit that's, like, right in front of our face? And then I'm I'm always looking for that sleight of hand, though. Like, what is 
what am I missing that the what are whether like but, what side I'm not worried about what side but there's something I, I think that like we're missing there's a sleight of hand whether it's good or bad that we're but, missing but I don't know that, what it is why does there have to be more of a sleight of hand because I think the sleight of hand is already happening the sleight of the hand is the other things that we're discussing and not talking about the the factual evidence like the FBI notes or the fact that the FBI, when they raided Jeffrey Epstein's island, they have all the VHS tapes and all of the photos and everything. And now they're talking about deep fakes and they can't deep fake VHS tapes. You can't yeah, do it. That's true. You can't do it. Can't do it. Um, and you have all of these things coming out right now. Why, why do it? It makes no sense. The sleight of hand is already happening. It's look over the same thing that they're doing with the Cuomo thing. They're trying to do it. Nancy Pelosi outlined it. They call it the wrap up smear. They literally yeah, outline. Yeah. We we tell we tell the media a lie. The the media runs the lie, and then when we use it, the investigation, we use the lie that we told the media as our evidence when we're when we're bringing it, bringing our case. That's literally what she said. She she said it on TV, like this is this is real. So they're doing the same exact thing, just in other aspects. What do you think the 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 outcome like? So where do you think that? Where do you think we stand right now in in general as a country? Like. Uh, with what's going on with Trump, with what's going on with identity politics splitting and what's going on in truther and regular, you know, world of people just kind of like being red pilled in general, just to kind of see even on a surface level of that. Wow. Our government is pretty corrupt. Well, I, I'm fascinated by the fact that people are, are aware of these corrupt aspects of our government. Like I'm, I'm, I'm it's mind boggling to me because these are things that I've been saying literally for years. And everybody said I, I was crazy. I had seven heads. Like it was, it was, it was rough. I kept a lot of it close to the vest and never really talked about it with many people. There's very few that I can talk about it with, but now everybody's talking about it. It's almost like the cool thing to do, which is a, a, another issue because they, like I said, they fantasize and use these other crazy theories. And a lot of them are new. A lot of people that are in this community just woke up during the China virus. I'm like, yo, I've been doing this since 0405. Like you just woke up like what? And then you're, you're talking about all these theories and you have no evidence to back it. It just sounds really fine. There's, there's some evidence that they're using, but it's just all coincidental. Like it's, it's not even coincidental evidence. It's just, none of it proves. The, it's the almost like what making. you said earlier, like where they're just recycling, um, you know, somebody else's talking points. It's not like they analyzed it. See, like the information you're talking about, you're like, I analyzed, you analyzed it yourself, mm -hmm. saw the evidence and then came up to you with your own conclusion. You didn't read something word for word it's not even that i come to a conclusion it's it's more yeah, like not, all right yeah, these are but... these are questions that i have these are things that don't add up why are they happening and why is nobody talking about these things because they're very real these are factual things that actually happened and no one's talking about it and that's what i think that's why when you say there's a sleight of hand i think the sleight of hand is what the media is talking about and they're covering up the things that were actually the facts that actually are happening the things that are actually happening yeah, because um, they got that Wisconsin now too. You know, in Wisconsin, mm -hmm. they're like, uh, well, each place. It's it's you are right because it's kind of similar to. It's a good analogy with the nursing home thing because the dominoes are following too as with the election. As you're seeing little towns, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, towns here, towns there, cities here and there. They're 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 finding all these irregularities that are not normal. Like a few mm -hmm. happen. You know what I mean? Things happen. Obviously, nothing's perfect, but these are these. Voting machines, uh, not even just voting machines. Like in Wisconsin, was it they had uh, one of the Democrat leaders? He had the keys to the the uh, yeah. to the voting insane. room. Like that's insane. Yeah. Like what? what they were counted mean? in Frankfurt, Germany, and and served. Like it's in, insanity, absolute insanity. Um, 
but I, I for me i think we're in a good like we're in a very slippery slope right now we're in a very slippery slope i'll tell you that right now i feel very good about where we're at i think it has to be this way i think the because look what's going on in 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 burma in myanmar right i i use this as an example because they're going through a very similar situation they use the dominion servers they rigged their election and when they rigged it what happened the military said no we have the evidence you rigged it we're removing you because you're not a legitimate leader because the people did not elect you but because they control their media the people of myanmar are revolting against the media or against the, the military. military and the military is having to use lethal force this is a very small small country imagine they removed they 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 came in with the military removed joe biden right now in this current moment right now how many millions of americans would revolt against the military and lose their life fighting against a cause that they didn't uh, under false pretenses all these socially engineered programs, the race, the race wars, the religious wars, the gave or straight wars, all of these socially engineered programs that they used against us and to divide us, they'd be going out fighting the military and losing for these 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 things that aren't very that, that aren't real. They're they're used to program us. And if they did that now, I would say tons and tons millions of americans would be out there ready to to go and and, and riot especially from the liberal left the 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 republicans and the the those people clearly not they they'll continue to wear their masks and follow orders and do as they're told because that's what they've been doing but the liberals they're they they're, they have fight in them they're going to come out and they're going to fight they're not going to just give up even if they're wielding dildos and bongs they're yeah. going to be out there ready to fight and they're going to be like yo we're not allowing this you guys are corrupt and tyrannical and we're not going to allow this to happen um and i think millions of people would lose their lives so i think it can't happen that way i can't i don't think it can happen right now i think the american public which they're seeing right now has to see what these these crazy lunatic Democrats really want to do. They're seeing that our gas is going up. They're seeing that we're doing all these foreign agendas like the Paris Climate Accord and funding the WHO, giving Wuhan labs money, uh, remove, killing all of our jobs, uh, raising the price of insulin, um, stopping uh, removing pedophiles that came in here illegally. Like all of these things that they're doing, there's no reason for any of it. Why could Trump make insulin cheap? Why do you have to make it higher? Why can't you just keep it, keep it there? Like it's, it's helping the American public. Give me one reason why raising the cost of insulin is going to help the American people. There is none. So the, the average American is seeing this and they're like, oh shit, we made the wrong choice. Like Trump was actually, he was actually really good. Gas was cheap. I could travel like it would cost $30 to fill up my tank. Like the economy was good. I was chilling. Everybody's good. And you guys made it seem like it was the worst thing ever. And now it's, now it's what you guys told us what Trump was doing is the reality. So I think the average American is seeing this. They're seeing the true agenda and they have to see it for themselves because if they don't, they're going to stay asleep the entire time. How many friends do you have that are liberals that are like, oh, this sucks. The gas is so high. Like that's a big deal. That's it hits people's yeah. pockets big time they have to experience it they literally have yes. to like just like with trauma if someone's like telling them trauma or like there mm -hmm. is empaths in the world people that are very empathetic that, that could put themselves into situations and understanding people but the most people cannot and Bingo. until they experience it like that's why people are like oh i know how you're feeling but they don't because mm -hmm. 
when they feel it, then they go, oh, wow. Like losing a child or losing a parent or, or trying this job or a new te every technique or new experience that you've had that they haven't until they do it, they can never fully comprehend nope. what you're talking about. And, nope. and that does make sense. And not only would you get a revolt from liberals and then, you know, they would be fighting other conservatives. Plus you'd have the, uh, typical anarchist. You'd have your opportunist. You have well, uh, like Antifa it, right now. Look yeah. What are doing? They and, won, and that, but they're still blowing things up. And that's another thing is with this whole insurrection thing that is such a huge deal. And then in Seattle, it's been going on for almost a year now. Like in yeah, they're, they're, they're they're lighting, lighting buildings on, on fire. Yeah, on like almost a yeah. nightly basis. It's almost like yep. a weekend routine. Yep. But their excuse is, oh, well, um, there's no federal employees in the building. So it's not an insurrection. Like, get the fuck out of here. Like, these are, this is what the media tells us. So I don't think anything uh like that crazy can happen right now until the average american is so sick and tired of what they're doing to us because like the fourteen hundred dollars is a slap and like all of these things are stacking on for the average american for the normie i call them for someone who just wants to live their life like you ask people who hated trump most people hated trump because he wasn't presidential it wasn't because of his policies it wasn't because of the things he did it was strictly because he just he said mean things on twitter for the most part our president shouldn't be acting that way is what they said meanwhile he was doing a lot of things to help the american public and help line our pockets with more money in our economy it was doing so much better the the wage like everything was was just running more efficiently and now we're seeing it in a short 50 days how drastically different it is but it, like i can understand if it took a year or two and like a year or two and something they use some major false flag event to get people to believe like oh this is why oil prices went up like um but there was no event like that it was just like oh joe biden comes into office things are at a dollar 50 he's in office for 50 and now we're at six dollars but like, they're gonna blame it on trump but what they're going to do is they're going to say, and the thing to me from all the economists that I listen, like one of my favorites, Peter Schiff, I listen to Peter I Schiff I love Peter lot. Schiff. He's, he's a legend. And he, he's been talking about that. This is this bubble before COVID, during COVID, this has been here. He's like, he's been preaching about this since like when he talked about the first bubble, he said this bubble was going to burst no matter what. And I think that it's coming to that point. And I think what they're trying to do is, um, Maybe if Trump would win, like I said, if if he plays devil advocate, maybe he would have been able to find a way to uh, put us onto a gold standard or or try to fix well, it or something. Or maybe they wanted and maybe they want to push him out, not or, but maybe they wanted to push him out so that if Biden is president, it's easy to say, well, it's not any, it's not Biden's fault, it's not the Democrats' fault, it's Trump's fault because he he made a fake economy and he burst his bubble, and I think that's like the play. Because maybe he would expose well, more. I always found it curious to why the Trump administration absorbed the Federal Reserve underneath the Treasury, which was a major move against the globalist agenda, in my opinion. Like the Federal Reserve and those federal banks, they're major globalist assets yeah. running our currency and, 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 and uh, pumping out fake money and using our fiat currency. And that's what I like about Peter Schiff a lot. He always talks about the fiat currency and how we need to go back to a gold back standard. And that's why I really like him because he's right. And I think president Trump was setting it up to go back to a gold back standard. Cause I always think here, here, here's my take. Now, if I am wrong, we're fucked and we're, we, we have a long road ahead of us, especially people like you and I, Sean, um, we're in big trouble because they're going to come for us. We're giving the information. They don't want us giving the information, but, 
let's just say I'm right. And there is, there is things going on behind the scenes and there's still plans in place that are happening, which based on all the things that I said earlier, there's clearly something going on, whether it's good or bad, whether it's good or bad, but let's just say it is good. When all is said and done and something does happen and this is all exposed and the military is in DC and they do what I think that they're there to really do. And that's why they're occupying DC. There's going to have to be a plan for after the plan because of what's gone, gone on in our country. We have been in such a, a tough place as an American people this past year. Thousands, if not millions of businesses are never going to recover. They've been uh, pushing off evictions for renters and landlords for over a year now. Now, I've, I'm very big into real estate, and that's something that I really uh, I look into and I, I study a lot. And I've um, before this, I was actually sitting down with real estate agents looking to buy an apartment complex. Thank God I didn't. Um, but I, I plan on eventually doing that again. But now these landlords, they own these apartment complexes. People are renting. And the government says, oh, you, you won't get evicted if you don't pay rent. And no fault to their own because they're not making any money because they can't work. They can't even pay it anyway because um, they're being locked down. But now we're going on over a year if they didn't pay rent because they couldn't afford to pay rent. Those landlords aren't just going to say when this is all said and done, oh, guys, um, you know, you didn't pay rent for an entire year. I paid the mortgage, paid all the bills for this entire place for this entire time. You guys are good. We're square. No big deal. No, they're going to start evicting people. They're going to want their money. And thousands, if not millions of people are going to be on their ass out on the street. And it's, it's inevitable. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it, whether Trump's in office, whether Biden's in office. When that 100%. day comes, when, when, when the, the government's no longer blocking evictions, the landlords are going to say, okay, no more evictions. I need my money now. If you don't pay it, get, get out. I'm going to find somebody who will. And that's how it's going to be because they've been footing the bill. It's inevitable. So if there's no plan for after the plan, the entire economy is going to crash because not only these businesses, when the businesses go out of business, that means there's no uh, commerce or no uh, economy in the town. So look at Detroit. Perfect example. Detroit was roaring. Why? Because of all of the car plants and all of, all of the uh, the jobs that were that were there when all the when Detroit was roaring with Ford and all the car plants. Now they remove them. They ship them off to other countries. Look at there's there's vacant neighborhoods, these beautiful homes that are vacant all over the place in Detroit. Why is that? Because there's no jobs. There's no place to get money to pay for these really nice places. So when these businesses go out of business, no one can get a job because there's no businesses to work at. Now they can't pay that back, that back rent that they owe. So now they're getting evicted. Now there's nobody living in there. And that, that ripple effect will affect yeah. us for decades. And I really think that uh, there's a possibility that we're going to go back to a go back standard in our lifetime. I find it very fascinating that we're like the fact that we moved, moved the fed to the treasury is a major move in my opinion. I think that makes a, a big, big difference. And I think the game stock situation was almost a jab at these people. Like say, Hey, uh, you guys are, <laughs> we're, we're not going to just go quietly. Like we're going to play the game and, because those the Wall Street controls a lot of the Fed as well. Like For this sure. is a very, very big part. And I don't think it was an accident that it happened the way that it, that it did. I don't think that was an organic, just a couple guys on a Reddit board that made this happen. I think there was some people behind the scenes that started that and got that going. And um, 
the plan after the plan. I don't know what it is. Like everybody's like, oh, Nassar, Jassar. I'm like, no. Like that's another one of those fairy tale. Like Nassar and Jassar has been around since 2001 and it still hasn't been acted, enacted. So that's, let's, let's put that out there. But to say that aspects of Nassar and Jassar aren't on the realm of possibility, like for example, what did they do a couple weeks ago? I don't know if you saw it, but they released all that Nikola Tesla dec- uh, documents. Mm. Oh, I haven't even seen that. No, I got to check in my out. link. It's it's in my link tree. I have the oh, Tesla. I'll check it out. Yeah, yeah, bunch a bunch of documents. Te- I love Tesla, but I, I haven't. Bro, it's I I haven't gone through all of it. I haven't had a chance. I've been so busy. But the very first thing that I opened up, it was like literally the first. There's three dot three sections with like there's thousands of documents. Wow. But the very first thing that I opened up, I opened it, it was the first link, and it was an old New York Times article in an interview that New York Times was having with Nikola Tesla in the 1940s. And he was telling them that he invented this ray. He didn't call it the New York Times called it a death ray, but he didn't call it a death ray. But he invented this ray in the 1940s that was like less than two centimeters thick that could go up to 200 miles and melt engines from uh airplanes over 200 miles away and this is in the 1940s he's like he was he was talking about setting up a defense along along the coasts in new york so anybody that wanted to invade us they could just melt them from 200 miles away this is in the 1940s he says yeah i invented this This is already done i have it it's done and they had these capabilities what happened to that you don't think they're not using that right now direct energy weapons yeah Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, for sure. It's exactly my point. And this is the very first thing because that was they went in, it. in there and took all his, uh, uh, his documents. You know who it was? You know Trump's, who took it? Uh, his, uh, Trump's John uncle. G. John G. Trump took it. And then you tie in the time travel with Nikola Tesla and the book, The Magnificent Underground Journey of Baron Trump, where Baron Trump's mentor was Uncle Donnie. And Uncle yeah. Donnie lived in Trump Castle on Fifth Avenue. Like, it was bananas. Then they wrote a book called The Last President, same author in the 1800s. Like, it's, it's insane the things that, that line up. But the Nikola Tesla documents just came out. And we know, if you study Nikola Tesla, we know that he discovered how to make free energy, how to harness the energy that's all around us. He discovers this, okay? And just coincidentally, John, Don, Don's uncle is the one who went through all the documents. So what if something like, after all is said and done, we get technologies that we know that they have, we know exist based on pre- previous research, based on Tesla, they release this information to us. I'm not saying like they give us all the tax dollars like Nassar says, oh, you're going to get reimbursed all the tax dollars. This, I don't think that's going to happen. Maybe debt, maybe debt forgiveness would happen, but because it's, it's, it's fiat currency, it's not you know, real currency yeah. at that point. They, um, but I think something like free energy is in the realm of possibility based on the things that are happening. They didn't release this Nikola Tesla information for no reason. They're not talking about it for no reason. Like he's one of the most brilliant minds, if not the most brilliant mind of all time. And they don't teach you about him for a reason. For a reason. So, and he's in Edison took all his credit. Well, like, yes. Yes. Everything yes. That, that Edison did was because of Tesla. Like, yes. And the only reason his- he, we don't talk about Tesla is because he wanted free shit, and J.P. Morgan was like, "No, man, no, we need electricity. Gonna, yeah. yeah, we're gonna charge money, you out man. the ass. Sorry, we're gonna charge free. you out the ass for this. Free, yeah. <laughs> but really, think about the impact just something like free energy would make. How much of an impact? Because most people, when they think free energy, they only think of their own personal, individual life. Okay, cool, free energy. I don't have a gas bill. I don't have electric bill. I don't got to pay gas. All of that is free. 
And that's a logical thing, a, a logical way of thinking because those are major bills. Like think of how much money you spend on gas a month, For how sure. much money you spend to heat your home, how much money you, you spend on your electricity. That's like lots and lots of money that you spend, you know, a couple thousand a year that you're spending well, on you all this in stuff. Vegas, right? You're in Vegas. Mm hmm. And then and, and, pumping. I, and I was yeah, and I was living in uh, uh, Inland Empire in those summer months. You got to have your you got to have that money set aside to make sure you can because electric's going to be like double. a month. Yeah. Seven hundred dollars a month. Uh, and then uh, for me in the heat, you know, I mean, the, the gas is not as bad, you know, but still the same thing, you know, like in yeah. the colder months, you have to pay more. So, yeah, for sure. So but let's take this even even further. Free energy also means, because you have to remember, the bulk of costs for all of the things that we need, all the essential things that we need in life are fuel costs. Because all of the food that we get, some of it's shipped in from all over the country on trucks. Why does it cost so money? For, why do they charge us for the food? Because the food needs, the trucks need fuel to bring the food from California or New Jersey or wherever it's being grown to the places that don't have farms and don't have the food. Or uh, you know, flights, transportation yep. with flights, flying things, At just just growing the food in general. How do you think the food gets grown? What what is what do they use for all the machinery and all the things that they use for these massive farms? They use electricity and they use fuel. If there's free energy, they don't got to pay for that. Literally, the cost of milk, the cost of anything that you, every average food that you eat is going to be pennies pennies yeah. and not only that we have a gold back standard so our buying power is even stronger because our dollar is actually worth something it's backed by it's backed by something it's not just backed by air and just because we all agree are in agreement that this piece of paper is worth something that's yes. the only reason you know so free energy i think is something that we know exists in the truther community and we know that they have it so if they if 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 i am right there has to be a plan for after the plan yes and something like free energy would be not just uh, life changing for every single American, it'd be life changing for the entire world. Because now you have to think third world countries who can't get running water now have electricity for the first time ever, for the yeah. first time ever, ready and available. And you can now help the rest of the world, and the rest of humanity so much more. So something like that, I think, is definitely in the realm of possibility. If, if in fact, we do win this war, which is still, like, like I said, we're like on a slippery slope yeah. and, and it really could go either way. And I just I, I, I'd rather think the positive than the negative. I, I like that, though, because that makes because it has to be something afterwards, regardless of what, like you said, what happens if somebody if if we are to come out on top, that would change everything because. Mm -hmm. That right there, not only would it take, like you said, your financial, but then, you know, businesses, like every business, uh, every warehouse, every every gas, every, every single aspect of that, everything would become cheaper. Mm -hmm. But And then that way people would be able to recover from this huge, not just SIA, but financial uh, situation yeah. that people have been slammed with even since 2008, I would say. The first yeah. financial yeah. crisis, people are still were barely recovering from that, and then they got slammed with this. Mm -hmm. People were just like getting hammered and there has to be, if there's no plan, then we are screwed. We're screwed. Well, I, it, it, it's, it's one or the other at this point. Like it, there's no in between because these people are like, Oh, it's 2022, 2024. Like you guys are assholes. Like uh, the, I, the whole CPAC event, I couldn't stand. The only thing I really was looking forward to was, was Trump speaking and everybody else at that CPAC event, they're, they, they're all clowns. And they're all, instead of using, instead of using their platform to say, Hey, you know, 2022, 2024, yeah, we definitely have to think about it. But right now, we need to continue to, to, 
to point out the fact that this was stolen. Like this election was clearly stolen. And instead of pointing that out, oh no, we'll get them in 2022. How? If everything's rigged, how? Please tell me how. So I can't stand these 2022, 2024 people. They're idiots. Um, but uh, I do think it that there's something going on behind the scenes and we need to just let this story unfold because at the end of the day, if we are wrong, we're going to have some major decisions. And I think that crossroads is going to come sh- sooner than we think with the, with the gun bill that was just passed. Um, if it gets to the Senate, it's going to get to Joe Biden's desk and he's going to sign it. Just like the UN arms deal that John Kerry tried to pass, it passed in the house. The Senate shot it down every single time. What I can say about that is I do think, I don't know about you, and I'm sure you agree, there's going to be a false flag coming in right before it hits the Senate floor. There's going to be a shooting of some sort. There's going to be some sort of false flag so that the Senate has... I've been waiting for one in general, and then when I saw that they were proposing that bill, the same thing that I said, I was like, there's going to be something either a month before or whatever, but now that it's getting even closer, I'm like, yeah, it should be pretty soon, I think. That's what they did with Obama when the UN arms treaty was going through. Every time it got brought back to the Senate floor, there was always a shooting. There was always something going on to try to push that bill, and thankfully, it didn't pass in the Senate because Obama would have signed it, and the American people, based on what we're seeing with how they're obeying with the masks, everybody be like, oh, it's law now. The UN makes the decision. They override the Constitution, and they'd give their guns back. Because I think that's the next big obstacle. And this is I I, I argue with my co-host, my one co-host Nick, all the time about it because he's like, yo, Americans are not going to allow them to take your guns. I'm like, yes, they are. There's going to be people that are going to say no, absolutely, 100. Sure. There's going to be uh, a group of people, but the majority of people are going to say, oh, nope, it's a law now. We have to follow the law, and they're going to turn over their firearms willingly, the majority. And, and, and it goes back to the same point. Like Our country was founded on 3% of the population fighting the largest empire. It wasn't everybody. Like If you lived in a neighborhood with 10 people, only three of those neighbors were in the fight. The rest of them were saying that you're crazy. It's never going to work. You're going to lose, yeah. and we should just do as we're told so we can live our normal <laughs> life. So I think that's the next big hurdle when they when if that passes in the Senate and we start seeing Americans just hand over their guns, I think that's the point where we need to make decisions on on, on what we're going to do, because otherwise we're fucked. Otherwise, we're fucked. We're going. I think I think we're not fucked completely. This is my belief is that like ever since I've been saying this ever since the whole CCP virus has uh, came to Hmm. existence, how we've uh, that. It's just not bad enough yet. So I do agree that there's going to be plenty of people that are just going to obey because a lot of people are just like, ah, let's just do this so we can get to the next thing, you know, like, and, but there is always a breaking point. If you just look through history now, I don't think like they think that it's going to, they're going to break us and we're just going to, you know, willingly do that. But as, as there's that I agree. point where people that even rational people are going to be like, no, 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 they're, they're going to become, yeah. There will be that point. It's just that when will it come? Now, do well, we have to wait? That's exactly years? what I was saying earlier. <laughs> I I know. Who knows when it'll come? But that's what I was exactly what I was saying earlier. Is this is why I think all the things that are happening right now are being done on purpose to show the average American how crazy they want us our to country speed to speed up be. the process. Yeah, and they're showing it because, like I said earlier, it was used to be death by a thousand cuts. All right, let's do this right now. Let's take this right away right here. And another two, three years down the road, we're going to do something else to further that that agenda that we're pushing and pass another law that yeah. further takes away some more freedoms. But because it happened so far apart, 
it didn't make an impact on people who were like, no, I'm not doing this. Enough is enough. Now it's happening all at once. Like people are looking at, oh, let's ban Dr. Seuss. Like, yo, this is crazy. Like, okay, the guy might have been racist. He was old as fuck. Like he's been around. Well, he's one of the biggest liberals ever. Yeah. And 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 not just that, not just that. It's Dr. Seuss. Like we used to have Dr. Seuss Day in school when I was a kid. Like it, it, it's it's ridiculous. Mr. Potato Head and and Pepe Le Pew. Like it's out of control. And the average American is like, yo, this is crazy. It's all and the media fo- does such a good job at focusing on such a small percentage of people because the people that agree with this stuff, there's such a small small percentage of people that agree excuse me, that this is this is normal, that we should be banning these people, that we should be removing these books. But it's a very slippery slope because you go back in history and you look at all the other regimes that banned books and burned books, and they didn't start with, like, the Bible and the Quran yeah. and all these major impactful books. They started with, like, small children's books, and they started with small little things that were like, ah, it's just Dr. Seuss, no big deal. And then all of a sudden they're banning another book and they're banning another book. Like who makes these decisions? Who says what's okay and what's not? And that's what I've been trying to uh, push back a lot against. Uh, usually it's on Twitter because their Twitter is a big liberal stronghold. We all know that. And I push back with a lot of people on that where I go, so are we just going to ban comedy then? Is comedy mm-hmm. over? We should just have that discussion now. And they go, oh, that's not the same thing. It is the same thing because if you've listened to any comic, Especially like we said earlier about Lenny Bruce and stuff. Now there, yep. man, there's so much. Think of like the Tim Dillons, the Schultzes, uh, uh, the even Kevin Hart, the Ari Shafirs, the yeah. Shafirs, the 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 Chappelle, even Chappelle is. You know what I mean? So are we gonna get rid of these great voices, well, these iconic voices that actually have that try to speak for the working class? Well, the original Dave Chappelle. I don't know if you you subscribe to that that con- conspiracy theory, but the OG Dave Chappelle. 20 years ago was joking about Pepe Le Pew. He was literally making jokes about it in his stand-up. Like, yo, this guy, Pepe Le Pew, like, damn, like, chill the fuck out. Like, <laughs> this yeah. guy's aggressive. Like, he yeah. was joking about it 20 years ago. And, like, we all knew it was aggressive. Like, it was a cartoon, though. It was funny. Like, we watched as kids. You can't, like, people like George Carlin can't exist today. They, 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 they would not survive. Like, you cannot, it, it wouldn't work. Well, I would say even with Chappelle, because, like, he got a lot of pushback because he said, I'm still going to do comedy. And he continued to do his comedy in Texas, and then he got corona. And then, you know, because everybody's like, yep, you got him, because he did a little special, and he's like, you got it. See, he didn't fucking Chappelle. Did it. And he, he did push back, and he goes, if you want to live in your house in fear forever, then you do that. You know what I mean? You do you. Yeah. And he, my, your, your choice. I think I think Chappelle is is uh to me um I think he's more uh, polished now like I think he's kind of understanding the world. I like his perspective he does because I don't think it's the same person you don't think so I don't know man no. I, no, I, I have I heard that I, like and I can I see the speculation because the they do like uh like That's and especially he got he got he looks so different because when he, Cause when he after the Chappelle show, he got tossed like that whole like episode of the Africa. Remember then going down to Oprah and well, his- yeah, he he didn't want to wear a dress and he didn't want to be feminized, even though he did in Robin Hood Men of Tights. But he didn't want to do that because they were doing that to all the major black actors, and then he he dipped. And this is at the height of his career when he was the most popular. Dave, the Chappelle show was legendary at the oh. time. Like it was, it was so good. Well, you were it about was, the same age, like you said. You know, that was like the almost. Who didn't know the yeah or I'm yeah, Rick exactly. James, bitch? Like that was like yeah. everybody was saying that. Red for like balls. Four- <laughs> it, it gives me wings. Yeah. 
<laughs> you know, like Claim, Tyrone Biggs, he claimed Bigsby, like, like, or, 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 or how about the race draft? Like, remember yeah. the race draft? Oh, and he, yeah. he goes up there as the white dude in white faces. Like, we got to cut the malarkey. We got to cut. Like, <laughs> I'm not over here. Like, oh man, Dave Chappelle, like, fuck this guy. Like he's making, like, I was dying yeah. when he went up there and he was like, we got to cut the malarkey. I was like, yo, this is fucking hysterical. And the, 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 the Asians got Wu-Tang Clan. And yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they passed on Tiger Woods and got Wu-Tang Clan. Yeah. They traded for OJ, remember? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It was so good. But, like, you couldn't do that nowadays. You couldn't make that kind of comedy. And it's people get so butthurt about it. But he he disappeared in the height of his career, and he was very outspoken about a lot of the things inside Hollywood. Yeah, very huge. Yes. And now he's not so outspoken and all of a sudden he comes back and he's brolic. He's huge. Yeah. He doesn't look the same. doesn't really sound the same, to be honest. He like, well, he's he, more, he, um, uh, what's it called? Raspy. Yeah. He, he doesn't really sound the same. Like Thurgood is not the same from half, from, uh, half baked is not the same Dave Chappelle that we're dealing with right now. Like they, they, they're not the same people. And it's 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 a rabbit hole that you can go down. There's no way of proving it unless we got an actual DNA oh, of test. Course. But he, the, it's not the comedy's different. The way he acts is different. It's it, he's just it's very odd to me that he just all of a sudden he comes back out of nowhere. Like he would disappeared. He was doing some low key shows in the city, but he disappeared because of how he felt about Hollywood and what they were doing with black actors. Respected. I I get it because knowing what I know about Hollywood. 100% I would do the same thing like you know people say that Chris Tucker when he he dipped out of Hollywood because he went down to Epstein Island and that's the time he's on the flight logs saw what they were doing it was like no 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 because you remember Chris Tucker yeah. at the time was in, was in every movie he was, he was huge. Every, yeah. huge huge and all of a sudden he fell off the gone nowhere to be found and no more movies you don't see Chris Tucker anymore not like you used to. He was literally in everything. And then he He's went just and doing stand up pretty much. He started it. being super religious after that. He went and started being super religious after that. Why? He went to Epstein Island and all of a sudden he decided to quit Hollywood and go be super religious. Why? And see, I think I Dave Chappelle had a similar the, moment. See, for me, yeah. And I, the, the Chappelle, I think it's the, him, but I feel like he's been talked to. Like, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? That's how I feel with him. Well, that's I why I think like, he dipped, though. And he yeah. got, and he 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 had to come back to either make money or survive. But and, and I think that, and I think he does like he does try to to still put stuff out there, but not even close. Like that's no. why he still doesn't like to do. That's why he doesn't do interviews. He does very 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 yep. few interviews. Doesn't have a podcast. You nope. like you think in this time, but um, same with Joe Rogan though. Yeah, Joe Rogan's the same way. Like back in the day. He would go out and he would put out some fire content and and he'd have the, you know, Graham, Graham Hancock and all of these conspiracy people on. And he'd really dive in and have a great interview with these people. Now he has and he literally shuts them down and tries to avoid the subject at all costs when any really real conspiracy yeah. gets brought up. And I think he just got so big, just like Dave Chappelle. He got so big at the time, like he was doing he was doing small, independently filmed movies like Half Baked. He, he wasn't a major superstar. Yeah. He, you know, he was just doing small little, small little independent movies. And then all of a sudden the Chappelle show happened and he's the, everybody's talking about the Chappelle show. It's all you can talk about. He probably couldn't even walk down the street. The people, the powers that be were like, oh, this guy's way too big. We got to, we got to rein him in and make sure he's playing by our rules. And he probably got approached and he was like, nah, I'm not playing and dipped and bailed. And 
whether they brought back the same Chappelle or, or not, who knows? And, and you're right, because the same the same M.O. was happening with Michael. Michael Jackson mm-hmm. was another one. like Prince. Because Prince, yep. yep. And, and you're right, thing. like, they just, like, assassinate. Because Michael, they assassinated his character because it was crazy about the whole... That's especially in the '90s. Nobody was pushing for like pedophilia. Nobody even cared. It seemed like, and it would. It still seemed even in the 2000s. It was still hard to get people. Like I'm like, dude, you think this is okay? Like pe- these sentences. And then when it was, they cared only about the Michael one, even mm-hmm. though that you could see that there was uh, only a money incentive. The yep. kids that were with him were like, no man, they never did nothing well, to it. You don't find it very odd, the the contrast of the coverage between Michael Jackson and what we know to be fact now. The media doesn't talk about Epstein. They don't talk about all the Nexium. They don't talk about all the other pedophiles. They don't talk about John of God. They don't talk yep. about Peter Nygaard. But they 24-7 coverage on Michael Jackson. Why? Yeah. Why did Michael Jackson get that coverage? Makes no sense. And I, 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 I think Michael Jackson was severely, severely abused. And if... It, it, is it possible that he diddled kids? Absolutely. I wouldn't say that's not uh, a possibility because of the trauma that he went through. Sure. Uh, um, you know, because I don't know. I can't prove it one way or the other. But do I think that he did the things that they claimed he was doing? Absolutely not. I think that he was set up and they, he was going to blow the whistle. Just like Prince. He was blowing the whistle and all of a sudden he's dead. Like yeah. it's the same, same exact thing. And um it's very unfortunate, but I find the contrast of coverage very, very odd. That's but what that's what makes me uh, still hold hope for, like, you know, when you talk about Trump and these uh, ideas of that, these positive thoughts, and it makes me go, yeah, yeah, I could see that, not only the way you lay it out, but because of the past of how we saw so many uh, character assassinations through the year, and we know that when the media is attacking something, look the other way, because whatever they're pointing to, it's usually go to the right of you, and it's right there. So that's why I think so many people have to be um, uh, believing in it because something's happening. Whether, like mm-hmm. I said, he is intentionally or intentionally, there's something, and I think that this is becoming too big for anybody. And we're going through a shift regardless in, yes. as a species because yes. you can see it going. It's not just in America. It's in oh, every yeah. country. You can just see it. There's this, like shift of where people want to go this way and then some people want to go this way and i think that is the ultimate option of what we have to choose and what i tell people is the best way for me is like we got to talk to the youth man you got to like accept and understand that they're not going to be the same as us they're not going to have the same uh uh aspect but we have to find ways to break down things to them and for them to be able to like uh, for me, it's I'm pretty like it's pretty, pretty pretty good for me. Like obviously not every single one, but it's easier in person. Like on the on online or like uh, uh, some comments, there's no way you're gonna change your mind. But in person, and you can show them uh, real life experiences. And I try to point out, I try to like play off their bias. So like if they're a super progressive, I'm gonna play off. I'm like, well, where's your fifteen dollars an hour? Uh, so are you for Syria mm-hmm. getting bombed? Are you for and trying to, to show them that, like, what you're saying is just see the rottenness. You don't have to see the whole picture, but see the rotten. You see the pieces mm-hmm. rotten. So Once we can you stop see one, you can't go back. Exactly. So, no, but well, when you say we got to talk to the youth, I agree with you. But that's what I think is so tough because the state has so much time with our kids these days. And you see all these teachers and these universities and all these, they're, they're indoctrination centers. And, again, that goes back 
to the Rockefellers, John D. Rockefeller, literally the founder of our modern day education system said, quote, I don't want a nation of, of thinkers. I want a nation of workers. That's literally what he said. And that's why what he founded the education system on. So now you have that, the, the whole foundation being to teach us how to be employees rather than the, and, and to follow directions and do as we're told rather than using our minds and thinking for ourselves. You also have to add on top those crazy liberal teachers who are teaching our children because they're all lunatics. It's nuts. So you add those two things combined. Our kids are in a really, really tough spot. Um, but if and- we can show them like because people are influential, right? If you can make a person super influential and we can have pockets of these kids growing up that can be like break those because everybody wants to go against authority, right? So a teacher is going to be authority. So they're going to try to indoctrinate us. And if we find ways for them to fight back and to show them logic with, they could see the indoctrination, which I do see it's happening. A lot of the younger Gen Z, they're very questioning a lot. I agree. They're questioning a lot of what's going on. What's problem is, is the younger millennials. Unfortunately, Mm -hmm. that's been our big problem. Anybody that's pretty much was born like 91, 92 and up that millennial crowd and that early uh, Gen Z, you know, the older Gen Z, the young millennials mm-hmm. and the uh, older Gen Z are they were so so sheltered and um, afraid of everything that th- that's why they play perfectly into these psyops. But Gen Z had uh, the, the the newer like the I see them on TikTok. Younger ones. I don't even I don't even have a TikTok, but I see these young yeah. cats on on TikTok dropping bombs. I'm like, yo, how old are you? Yeah, what? I'm like, good. I, I love like it. Twelve, man, and yeah, I'm like, I, love man, it. I didn't know that shit. <laughs> I love it. I love seeing the young people do that. And I, I agree with you in that aspect that they're almost revolting against their liberal teachers. I, I, I actually do because I always say people that our parents' generation that grew up in the 70s and 80s, they were the generation where they really started to attack our, uh, our health with processed foods. Because prior to our parents' generation, like our grandparents, like my grandmother, she grew up and my grand, her father had his own garden where they cooked everything fresh every like he literally would go they're all depression era you know what i mean like they they, they experienced that so they knew that you had to be self-sufficient but it wasn't processed food there was no fast food and and then our parents were the first people that really dabbled with the fast food and all the the tv dinners and all that chemicals and processed food that they give us that was our parents generation and so they figured out how to lower our health give us more disease and and make us fat and not want to do anything okay and want to depend on the state because that happened to a lot a lot of people got so fat that the, the, the state the state is their their baby mama it happened all the time our generation they still use the same food because it was already in, in ingrained in our parents brain because our parents were now feeding us this garbage but they took it a step further and that's when they started using the schools to to teach us to believe a certain way and they attacked us that way. So we had the food. So not only do we were we born with all of the nonsense that our their, our parents filled their bodies with, and all those chemicals and changes that happened to our our the, the human species from all those chemicals being introduced because we were we were the first generation born from those from those people that ate all that chemicals. We also have the teaching that we got and, and the schooling that we got, and that was when Common Core and 
all of these things were coming out and standardized testing. Like there was no standardized testing yeah. or cur- curriculums for our parents. The teachers taught what they wanted to teach. Like if you were teaching history, you taught us a, a certain area of history and you, you, you didn't have a curriculum. You weren't told yeah. what to do. You were able to teach really what you want. Our generation was the first one that really had that where there was curriculums and people telling the teachers what they have and have to teach and can and cannot teach. We were the first generation to go through that. So how many kids got brainwashed that way? And that's where it was. And then now it's getting away from them because they're over, over hedging their bet, in my opinion. And they also uh, fail to think about, because the big indoctrination to me is in the universities. That's where oh, like, yeah. because in high school it happens a little bit, you know, but you're, there's so much, uh, you're learning how to be social. So it kind of is a confusing time in general. And then you go to the universities and I think the, people they forget is all the people that didn't go to the universities people like me mm-hmm. uh, i don't know if you mm-hmm. went to university or not no, i didn't did not i uh, went my, partied yeah i went partied. <laughs> me too. That's I know a lot I of girls yeah and, and there's tons of us and i think that and there's tons of those people that don't vote you know what i mean that, mm-hmm. that don't care like they know the system's fucked and they just go whatever they they don't like you said they just try to live life and like ah whatever yep. i gotta do this shit to to live and i think that that to me i always looked at those people because i feel like i'm one of them and i know tons of them that that is the aspect that they forget about that is going to be the powder keg that they forgot and it's going yep. to be chaos for them it may be chaos for us for a little bit but it will rearrange itself for us but because they're constantly going after the working class like all these i've said this for a while too that i feel like it's been a split the people at the universities are always pissed at people like me you my brother that went thinkers not just free thinkers but also because they go wow why, why the fuck you get paid more than me hey man i be, I, I decided to jump in the warehouse game uh, uh, immediately and i learned it and i've got good at it and guess what now my experience matters more than your degree and they get upset yep. about that so i think the blue collar worker versus the university yuppie and uh hey sorry for the homies they get all sag they get so butthurt dude they get so butthurt but i think that's the clash that we're going with it's, i agree uh, also with the elitism who is letting it happen because they're like and you know dabbled with the uh, identity I have politics a, I have a diploma yeah i have a diploma i'm better than you i'm smarter than you i was educated you weren't. Have you, how many times have you dealt with that i've All dealt time, with it plenty dude. of times where they think that the, or they're like uh when i was first coming up and doing warehouses and their management and they've never ran a warehouse and they're like oh well, i went to this many who cares how do you how do you palletize something oh you don't know oh you don't know oh, how i to, got well, you I got you. Don't worry. I got you. This is why they pay me the big bucks and not you, you overeducated asshole. And they get upset and they get salty because they're like, I went to school and they didn't know what they wanted to go to school for, but they thought if I go to the university, I'm going to get a better, a paying job. They didn't think about the debt they would incur, but the people that didn't have a lot of money to go to universities and may have not had, they either, they either went to junior colleges, trade schools, or found another option, you know, or just went straight into the workforce. And those people that are doing better than those people that were lost and just went to universities, those people are bitter and mad at the blue collar worker. That's what it boils down to. I can understand if you're gonna go to be a doctor or a lawyer, why education is important, 100%. But unless you're gonna do something, like if you're gonna go just for business or something like that, like I always see now, especially in hindsight, looking back, I like even in high school, I wish I just instead of worrying so much about sports, I wish I networked more in high school. I wish I did that because as I got older, I realized how important networking is. College, the same thing. Like if you go to college just to network, brilliant idea. Like you're spending a lot of money to network, you could do networking other other ways, but you could also build lifelong connections that could set you up 
for future business endeavors and things like that forever. And that's a brilliant uh, strategy, but it's a lot of money to do that strategy and use other ways to network and meet people because networking is the most important thing more than education. I don't care what most anybody says. Definitely. I will that is, in, in every aspect of life, man, in every yes. aspect. Yes. It's not what you know, it's who you know. Um, and I really think like, I love the memes because you were saying how colleges are the biggest indoctrination centers. My favorite, some of my favorite memes are seeing like these, these very pretty girls and they're on the left-hand side, they graduate high school, they look gorgeous. And then at first summer vacation, you see them and like, I have shaved heads, hairy ass armpits and like purple. I'm like, yo, what the fuck do these colleges do to these people? Like, how do you go from this to this, like that? Like, what are you teaching these kids? It's crazy. Like no, no, nothing you could tell me that can make me go from who I am to somebody completely oh, yeah. different. Like it's insane what they're doing. Well, because, because a lot of the ones education. that are getting is the uh, blank canvases, the people that don't know what they want to do, but they know yeah. that you're supposed to go to college and then get a white picket fence and get married or whatever. You know that that illusion that people go think to school, it, get good grades, get a good job. Yeah, and then boom, life's done. You're you're good, and then you know, then you you know, you live your life and you die. You take a couple vacations in between. Yep, that's it. That's what you're supposed to do. That's what you're you're everybody is supposed to do. And it's so funny because even in the non political sphere, that's just the way society thinks. Because think about this. I don't know if you've gone any on any entrepreneurial ventures or done anything uh, to start your own business and not be an employee, but when you do that and you do something different, everybody in your life, your closest friends, your family, they tell you, oh, you can't do it. It'll never work. Like, for example, our show, I'm sure you get the same thing. I'm doing our show, and, and, uh, and we have great responses. We're, we're, you know, we're doing almost 30,000 downloads a month. Like, we're crushing. And we hit top 200 show on, on Apple Podcasts. I'm like, this is unbelievable. My People in my life are like, yo, you're never, nothing's ever going to happen with this. Like, you're never going to make any money. Go get a real job. Go, go, go and work at a real job. I'm like, what do you mean go work at a, why can somebody else do it? But why can't I? I'm putting in the work. I'm putting in the time. I'm clearly getting the response. Why can't I do it? But it's because they don't want you, they don't want you to accomplish something that they could because they were told that they couldn't. Especially the ones that are closest to us. Yeah. Because, like, I've been doing music since I was 16, so trust me, that's, like... Oh, yeah. Something you hear all the time where, like... You're putting man. out fire music, by the way. Oh, appreciate it. Bars. Bars. I love it. And then it. people love would it. always be like, oh, man, but you can't... You know, this guy does it. And then, like, trust me, like, uh, that's why, like, I think it's funny with the whole uh, identity politics because people say shit to me, and I'm like, motherfucker, fuck you, man. You know how much shit I had to go through? You, you think people just let me start rapping? Like, they didn't mm -hmm. just say, oh, yeah, you could do that. They, I had to earn my shit. I had to yeah. go and... I was ridiculed talk shit too but i didn't stop because i was like all right that's cool if this is the initiation i gotta do what i gotta do and i'm yeah, gonna take do it what i gotta do and i'm gonna Absolutely. figure it out well that's the thing like people don't realize like they're like oh james you're you're a white kid you you, you know your parents were well off you had, you had all this privilege i'm like you have no idea what i went through like i have a felony record for weed like just for weed i can't do a lot of things and get jobs that people get because of that felony record for weed i'm just i'm not i'm not any better than anybody else i just put in hard work and hard time and it doesn't matter what what race you are what color skin color you have if you want if you're passionate about something and you're going after it 100% and putting in the work putting in the time being consistent it shouldn't matter what anybody says you're going to accomplish it you just have to put in the work and time and quit the victim mentality because that's the problem everybody wants 
gimme, 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 hands out, palms up crew. I put in some work, so I deserve this. You don't deserve shit. No one deserves a goddamn thing. You well, deserve you said what it you earlier, ma man. You said it earlier. The main reason that they're forgetting networking. Yeah. Mostly what how, most businesses and, and, and people in general fail. Why? Because they have no network. You may have mm -hmm. a great idea. You may have a great product, but you don't know how to get it off the ground. But yep. you're but it's easy. No, you just start networking. But if you, you network, don't focus you gotta, on it, you gotta take action, dude. That's like people are like, oh, I have this idea. Okay, cool. What are you doing to make this happen? Are you talking to engineers to, to make a prototype? Are you, you know, figuring out ways to create an LLC to start a business? Like, do you even know how to do that? No, I just have this idea. Okay, well then that means nothing. Like I always tell people, goals goals are just dreams without a plan. Like if you don't have a plan to accomplish these goals, they're just dreams. They're nonsense. You have to have a plan of attack, a plan of action. Like I'm a big believer in the law of attraction. Big big believer in the law of attraction because you can you could put a machine up to your brain and you can measure the frequencies of your thoughts. Everything around us is energy. Everything us talking, the wind, everything is energy. There's energy around us at all times. Okay, so if your thoughts have a frequency, that means your thoughts are giving off an energy. Even though you're not speaking it out loud, your mind is giving off an energy. So, and everything that we have started with a thought, the computer, the microphone, everything that we're doing started out with someone saying, oh, I'm going to create this in my head. And then they created it and then they did it. So if you're constantly sitting there thinking that I want something and you go after it and put the 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 action in place that's the difference people are like oh i i believed that i was going to get this this result like i believed this and i i tried to attract it in my life but that result didn't come why the law of attraction doesn't work i'm like no the law of attraction works you just did nothing you just expected somebody to do it for you like that's not how it works well, it also works but the only thing i would say the hard part is keeping that focus you have to have yes. that razor sharp focus on it because it's worked in my yes. life and it's also failed because and, and at times, at first, I didn't realize why it failed. You know, I've, through life, I learned that, yes. oh, it failed because I was, I doubted. You cannot doubt. I I use football yes. players as an analogy all the time. Like, uh, right, my favorite one right now is because I'm a Raider fan is uh, Hunter Renfro. They said oh, he wasn't beast, tall enough. Beast. They said he wasn't fast enough. So, you know, coming out of co uh, high school, and then he goes, I want to go to Clemson. <laughs> you can't go to Clemson. He went to Clemson, walks on, a walk on. What does he do? He goes, okay, I'm not going to be faster than everybody. I'm not going to be taller. I'm not going to be bigger, but I'm going to run routes better than anybody. Yep. And he just, and then what he gets a scholarship. Uh, then they go to yep. draft him. Ah, he's not going to do anything in the NFL, man. I don't know if that, boom. And he's already making actions. And that's what it is because he has that belief and that razor yes. sharp focus that nothing, he goes, I'm going to do this. He already knows that he's going to do this. It's keeping that confidence and that, that mindset that's difficult sometimes with life, with, you know, the different obstacles that are thrown at us. Yes. Oh, and, and that's the thing. Everybody has those moments and you have those failures that make you think like, oh, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. Like, it's very easy to say, oh, the universe is working against me and use that as your out and quit rather than taking that and putting the foot on the gas and going even harder and saying, no, nothing is going to stop me. I believe that I can make this happen. And I'm going to do it like you have to truly, truly believe it. And of course, it's it's, it's easy to sit here and say that. You can't doubt it. Everybody's going to have doubts at moments. But when you have those doubts, you have to figure out a way to train your mind to think something different. Like, for example, when I'm sitting here and I'm, um, I stress out about finances because the, the China virus put me in a situation where I'm blowing through my savings. I haven't gotten unemployment yet. It's been a disaster. I can't work. And um, 
when my finances get get tough, I always repeat this one saying to me. I always myself I, when I start thinking negatively about finance, I say money comes easily and frequently. Money comes. And I just repeat it in my head. Money comes easily and frequently, and I constantly say this so then I can rewire my brain to instead of thinking about my financial struggle to start thinking about my financial goals and dreams that I'm going to accomplish. Because I'll tell you right now, I've said this from the get. I'm going to turn this We the People uh, radio brand, and it's going to eventually be We the People, and it's going to be a massive household media brand covering all different aspects. I don't know if you saw, we just started uh, a show called Weed the People. Yes, we got to have <laughs> we got to have you on. Chop chop it up. Other than something other than politics, yeah. we can we could talk all things cannabis. And because yeah. that's what I was like, because you guys were talking about. I saw the second episode I was watching yesterday. And you guys talking about the strains, and I was agreeing like, yeah, I fucking get sick of. People go Bro, hard people on the are, strains. They think yeah. that like I was the one I was gonna add was Bubba. Bubba was a huge oh, yeah. everybody fucking Bubba, especially in Southern California. It's ridiculous mm-hmm. where you're like, I'm fucking tired of Bubba. <laughs> no, well, listen, it's Bub- good, but but I'm Bub- saying like Bubba Kush is one of my favorite strains. Don't get me wrong, but it doesn't matter if it's like if someone hands me Bubba Kush. Okay, cool. It may be good Bubba Kush. It may be bad Bubba Kush. But you don't know unless you know who cult, who grew it. If the cultivator is good, if the guy knows, if the person growing the plant knows what they're doing and knows how to grow a a top shelf uh, plant, then it's going to be good. If not, it's going to be boof. It's going to be ass. It doesn't matter what strain it is. And if it's, it's usually Bubba Kush within or not. the recipe too. You know, like what are, what are they using for their nutrients? You know what I mean? What well, that's they... the whole thing. That comes down to the cultivator. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Cult- yeah, I agree yeah. with you. You could literally give like you I, like say me and you are both expert growers, and or even even novice growers, and we're learning. Okay, someone gives us the same seed from the same genetics, the same plant. You grow it, and I grow it. They will come out completely different because of the process. Like you're saying, the nutrients, the light, the light, the amount of time you spent had it sit under the light, how many times you flushed it, if it had mites, if it had mold. There's so many different things. If you if your pH got too high, like there's so many different variables that could change. Just the air, the cold, the temperature could change the way the plant grows. So it's going to be different. And it's easy to grow weed. It's very easy to grow weed. To grow good weed, that's a science. Yeah. It's going to take yeah you're very it's a lot of work. If you want people brick, realize, brick weed, yeah, you could get that all day, man. Just all throw day, it in really? the dirt. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> but if you want something good, you, you're taking some time and you're you're really working with the plant and uh and the strain names like it's cool because it helps catalog things and like helps you remember. Like, for example, like one of my favorite things about about pot is the individual journey that everybody goes on to find out what works best for them. Because yes. me, me personally, I love weed and I love sativas, but there's some sativas that I don't agree with. My body is just like, yo, I don't feel good. I feel like I'm, my skin is crawling. I'm paranoid. I'm in my head. I don't like this high, but I do like some of those really heady euphoric sativas where I'm just sitting there giggling at the yeah. dumbest shit. Like I love those sativas, but I used to stay away from them because I didn't know what I was getting. And because of the black market, you, there was yep. no choice. Now with legal cannabis, you can really fine tune and find out what works best for you, what you like in each uh, each plant. What and you know, as you get further into the research and find out what terpenes are and the medical benefits of those, you really find out that um, the profile that works best for you. And because terpenes, I'm sure you have you heard of terpenes? No. Okay, so I'm about to give you a little. A little <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm about, to, I'm about to, I'm about to learn you something real quick. So, um, 
I knew about terpenes before I moved out to Vegas, but I only associated them with smells and tastes. So the smells that you get and the taste, the flavor profile that you get is from terpenes. Terpenes are oils that you find in pretty much everything, literally yeah. everything. Um, so, but they also have medicinal values. So my favorite terpenes, one is limonene. Limonene is where you get that citrusy smell, that lemony taste when you smoke. Um, limonene, what it does is it's going to give you a, a happy, euphoric, uplifting feeling. It's just like essential oils, how people use essential oils. Those smells okay. yeah. give them certain feelings. They make the, they, they help their body a certain way. And terpenes have the same exact thing. I also like mercine. Mercine is fa- found in mangoes. Um, and so you can, that's why people say eat mangoes before you smoke, because mercine is one of the most common terps found in the plant. There's thousands of terpenes. They've only discovered like a couple hundred in pot. There's probably more to be discovered because of the testing. But mercine is what gives you that couch lock. It's good for the, the pains and the aches and the, the, that, that you have. Um, that's what mercine does. I also like carophyllene because it's good for your nervous system. It's got, it's, it's found in peppermint and pep and uh, ground pepper. Um, and it's going to be good for your stomach and your nervous system. And there's also, um, uh, linalol. Linalol is what you find in lavender. So when you take lavender, it makes you stress relief, relaxing. Like people put it on their pillow to help them relax okay, before yeah. they go to sleep. That's because of the linalol in the lavender. There's linalol in your bud. That's why you get those lavendery smells and those lavender strains. It's from the linalol in the bud. And that's why you get those smells. So the reason why when I smoke sativas that uh, sometimes I feel really nice and really good and sometimes I'm very anxious is because of the terp profile. It doesn't matter how much THC is in it. It's because of the terps that are driving my high to make me feel a certain way. So there's certain terpenes that I've realized that don't agree with me like terpaline. It's a strictly sativa type uh uh terpene and it's a very fruity in smell but it gives me anxiety and it makes me anxious so i i don't like it so anytime i see a bud even if it's one of my favorite strains i stay away from it because i know i don't re- really agree with that terpene and it's going to give me some anxiety and we're um, so and behind I, on it too because like now, i mean now you're telling me this and like it's just making me think like oh we're so behind like just think like if we were able to get a lot of this information years mm-hmm. ago like oh, we could absolutely. already be having the benefits like where we would already kind of know like because like you said like i kind of just go i don't go to the, the shops you know i just got a guy no, I, don't and I just go randomly i just go ah, I just pick whatever like i don't i don't and, and you're right like sometimes i'm like whoo man don't go that route again i was like i'm good on that one like not that it was horrible yeah. but it's not what i wanted yeah you're uncomfortable like it's not the high that you're looking for the feeling like me personally i don't really even smoke to get high that often like when i want to get high i'll do some dabs I smoke because of the medicinal benefits of how much it helps my stomach and helps me focus when I'm doing things. So I really try to fine tune what I'm smoking rather than just smoking anything Since, random. Well, no, I do a little bit, but I fine tune it as best. I, what I do is I always try to get like, a, I just can't fine tune as much because he's limited it's, on what he has. Yep. That's so, the, but, the downside of the black market. Yeah, exactly. But I always get a sativa and a, a indica because mm-hmm. so, for me, like personally, like uh, sativas help me through the work week. Like, cause I have like, I'm bipolar. So I kind of like, you know, gets like very frustrated. It get, helps yep. me deal with my frustrating. So I don't explode on somebody or, get, mm-hmm. or when I'm in a manic phase, it kind of guides me through it without having to have as much impact. And then when I want to relax on the weekend, that's when I would like have some indica and maybe some cookies. You like, like not cookies. Have you ever like, heard, actually heard of the, have you ever heard of the endocannabinoid system? Mm-mm. Okay, so we all have an endocannabinoid system. 
And it's just like you have a nervous system, an immune system. I have a nervous system. I have an immune system. Your nervous system is different than mine. Your immune system is different than mine. Same with your endocannabinoid system. Your endocannabinoid system, though, everybody has it. And what it does is it's receptors for cannabinoids, CBD, THC, CBN, CBG. Those are all cannabinoids. Our body has a system built to receive these cannabinoids. Like we're meant to receive these. Obviously, you can always do excess, but our body is already has a built-in system. You can literally Google this right now, endocannabinoid system. And you'll get tons and tons of research on the endocannabinoid system. But in short, what it does is it helps uh, the body get into homeostasis, the way your body is supposed to feel, and it makes the cells in your body on a cellular level work more efficiently. So your blood cells, your... Uh, your brain cells, all of these things are working on a more efficient level because of the, the cannabinoids that you're receiving. And this is why the terpenes in these cannabinoids are so important. And this is why everybody has different reactions to marijuana because, like I said, your endocannabinoid system is different than mine. And we react differently to the plant and the strains and the things that are in the plant. Um, but we wouldn't have this system if we weren't meant to consume this plant inhaling it through hot smoke is not the best way i do anyway i love blunts a fat l is the yeah, way to go. A, <laughs> big fan of, yeah i love big bong ribs but at the same time inhaling hot smoke is not the the best way to consume cannabis edibles is not the best way either in my opinion because it releases a compound in your liver and that's why most people are turned off by cannabis because they eat an edible and they get they're they're, they're lost they're like yeah. i've i've eaten edibles where i'm like yo i don't want to be high anymore I am way too stoned. I can't even move. I can't even talk. I'm drooling because I'm so stoned. Yeah. Like, I don't like that. I like to be able to, that's why I don't really like drinking because I like to be able to do things, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but, I used to be a huge drinker too, but I kind of like, I, it's weird now. I kind of just have a few drinks every now and then. If like social, like a social occasion, I might have a couple yeah, of beers that, or a couple of drinks. Yeah, like Super Bowl. Super yeah. Bowl or someone's birthday, I'll have a drink. But I, don't but I know. used to be the guy that wouldn't stop, and now that like, people are like, "Man, the only two, I'm like, yeah. Or sometimes it will be one. I'm like I'll be like, ah, yes. I just it's just I know that that route puts me. It doesn't make me feel good. My body does not feel good. Yeah. And, and now I'm getting get closer older. to forty. Forty, you know yeah. what I mean? And I'm like, ah, I'm gonna. Die. I don't want to die tomorrow. <laughs> Fuck that. Yeah, I hate that feeling, dude. I'm not like when I was in my twenties, I was able to wake up, drink all night, wake up, and start drinking again. I'd be totally good. Now I have a couple of drinks. I wake up. I'm like, yo, I just want to die here. I don't want to move. Don't expect Man, just even anything. having a bad binge eating fest. Like, yeah. say if I got lit and I'm like, ah, you know what? I'm going to get this, all this processed food. Man, sometimes I wake up the next day that and I'm like, whew. Dead. Like dead. That I'm right there with you. <laughs> right there with you, dude. Right there. Yeah, there's a lot. So we'll, we'll definitely have you on. We got to chop it up about some cannabis. And, but to jump back uh, to what you said earlier, um, I was going to say, like, you said that like, you're building the brand of We the People. And I agree. I think that you will because I think what's uh, going forward is uh, this. This is what's happening now. And I feel like that's what I feel like I'm going to do. And I think our process is already doing it. And we've already proven yep. it little by little because just a few months ago, we both did, a, a, you know, we did the podcast and we didn't have the same setups. And now... Nope. Our setup is getting better. Our sounds Absolutely. are getting better. We're we're figuring it out because we want to. And I think you're right. It's you have to close that mind of these people that are and it's in everything. It's not just about your goals. It's in, in information too, where they're saying you're mm -hmm. wrong and you can't prove it. You can't do this. Why? 
So we need to shut those people out in general because people are just miserable and because they are not creative, because they can't think of something to do, because they don't know. Because I tell people all the time, you don't like me? Because some people want to get on the podcast and they get kind of pushy about it. And I'm like, dude, I got I got a job, man. Like, you know what I mean? I got to do what I got to do. Yeah, I got to do things, like, yeah. Like, like, I'll work it out with you, but, like, some people get pushy. And I tell them, like, you can start your own. Like, you know what I, know, I mean? Right? Go do your own. <laughs> like, if you want to start talking, like, that's fine. Yeah, there's, uh, there's plenty no con- of like, space. I, I, uh, yeah, I don't care if there's other people talking about the same stuff. Like, I, I welcome I'm like, yo, I want you to succeed. Like, I, I love, and that's the problem, is a lot of people don't like seeing others succeed. A lot of people hate it. They resent it. They they don't want people to, to be better than them. And quite honestly, I don't care. Like, if you same. get a bigger following, a bigger listening, awesome. I'm fucking pumped for you, dude. Like, that, you deserve it. You worked your ass off, and you're killing it. And, and it shows and, me that I can do that. That's how I look at it. I was yeah. like, fuck, I mean, I could do that, man. Exactly. And that's how but it should be. But it's this feast or famine mentality that's been indoctrinated into us where there's not enough. There's not enough land. There's not enough food. Mm-hmm. There's not enough energy. There's not enough uh, spots on podcasts or radios or comedy sets. And that's starting to change with the internet. The, that's another aspect that they lost of. And people need to know, like, go go follow. If that's what you think, you can do anything you want. People come to this country with nothing absolutely zero not even a contact can't even speak the language and they figure it out so if you can't figure it out that's on you yep it's all in your decisions and what you want to accomplish like people they they talk themselves i was actually on vbdc earlier and i was saying this i was because i do it all the time i put out that video yesterday about about joe biden and telling us we can celebrate freedom (laughs) and i was watching i almost talked myself out of posting it i was like yo look at me i'm fat as fuck like i'm not gonna post this and like you talk yourself out of it half the time it's not even the people around you and um and the people around you just just add on to that because you're now thinking about what they're gonna say and who the fuck cares like just do you if you if you're truly passionate about something you want to do something go and do it like oh i don't have time yes you do how much netflix do you watch how much how many video games do you play how much time do you spend sitting around fucking off on your phone I bet you look at your, your phone, it'll tell you how many hours you spend sitting on your phone. Take an hour a day and take that time and set it aside to do something that, to, to grow what you want to do. I don't care if it's the same thing that I'm doing. There's plenty of room for you. Plenty There's of plenty room. of room from, for you to do whatever you want. I'll even support you. I'll shout you out. Yep. Doesn't That doesn't bother me. But don't sit here and, and, and rain on my parade because you don't want to put in the work or you say you want to come up with every excuse in the book to say why you can't do it instead of actually doing it. And it's really unfortunate. I wish others would, would, would you know, pick everybody else up and be like, yo, this guy's killing it. Keep keep doing you, dude. That's fucking sick. It's, it's hard. And that's something that in the music uh, industry we've uh, always seen, too, is like the same thing. Uh, the feast or famine mentality where they're like, there's only one spot, you know, I want to get this, uh, I can't show you this producer, I can't show you this uh, guy, this network piece that I got because you might get it because they don't want to see you succeed. Mm -hmm. I'm the same way with you. I'm like, I see if like you succeed or people that I know succeed, I see that we all succeeded because that's showing that, that they're in the same circle that maybe it's just not my time yet, but maybe it never will be, but maybe it would push me into what I'm supposed to be doing. You know, I used to tell people, like, maybe you were trying to be a rapper or something, but maybe it pushes you into becoming a producer, an engineer, a camera guy, a sound guy. There's plenty of Mm -hmm. other options, but you're focused so much on this little... And if you want to keep focusing on it, you can, but you got to put in the work. If you don't want to put in the work, and then if it takes you 20 years, it might take you 20 years. You got to also feel that aspect of it. 
it's not even that they focus on the the one little thing because a lot of times it's not even that they're focusing on that. They're focusing on other success. They're focusing on, oh, this this person is successful. Why am I not successful? This person yeah. did it. Why can't I do it? Like, why are they so lucky? Like, I, I love when people say, oh, that person was lucky. No, yeah. no, no. That person was not lucky. They worked their ass off and probably did it a lot of the time for no return or, or no acknowledgement probably people telling them that they're crazy and they should quit the entire time. And then now you're seeing them with all their success. And you're like, wow, they're so lucky. Like you don't realize the the work that they put in to get there, the grind, yeah. the amount of hours that they, they spent doing all this work for nobody to listen or nobody to even give a shit. And now they're successful and you want to say they're lucky. Like I can't stand that shit. Dude. That and, or when they say, um, not just lucky where they go, uh, oh, they were, a a uh, successful, uh, an overnight success. And I'm like, no, they weren't. Nobody's, in a, that's not a real no, thing. No such thing. Because there's all kinds of work you had to put into to get there. Now, it might yeah. be unknown to everybody and it just seems like that way. But there was years and years put into that of, especially doing music or comedy or radio where you have no fans. Where, where you have yeah. three fans. You go to a show and you have five people there. And half of them are the employees. You know what I mean? Like you, Or you won't sell your soul, but. That's a whole yeah. other story. <laughs> yeah, then there's the whole selling. So there's the whole that aspect, but that's a whole nother rabbit hole. Yeah, no, but you're absolutely right. Most people, most people, you know, build their own success, and and even the people that do sell their souls, they build their own success before they get approached, and then they get to a certain level of success, and like, oh, we should approach this guy. And during that grind, the entire time, they've been working their ass off for nobody. They've been they've been trying to do shows for four people in front of them, and they're still showing up, putting on a show like there's 50 million people there. Like, this is what this is what they do, and it's a grind. And people quit. They hate the negativity. They hate. Like, imagine imagine you stop. Your friends told you, "Yo, Sean, don't you shouldn't do music anymore. Like, you should just quit. It's never gonna work for you." And you just quit. Like, you're sitting in your deathbed, and you're looking at yourself, and you're looking back on your life, and you're like, "Fuck, man." I shouldn't have quit that. I really enjoyed that. And even if I didn't make it, I really had fun. And, I, and that made me happy at the end of your life. Cause at the end of the day, we only have one life. We got one shot at this and we're all stuck in the rat race, working our ass off, just trying to survive. When you're on your deathbed is, are you going to be thinking about, man, I, I really glad I went to school. I got a job and I worked my ass off every day and I never spent time with my family and really did anything that I enjoy. Or are you going to be sitting there like, man, I should have done skydiving. I should have tried. Yeah. I should have tried talking to that girl. I should have tried doing this. I should have tried doing that. And that's what you're going to be thinking about. You're not going to be thinking about all the things that you did. You're going to be thinking about the things that you didn't do, but you wanted to really fucking bad. So why don't you do them? Why don't you say, okay, who cares what everybody else is thinking? I enjoy this. This makes me happy. And people are like, oh, well, that's selfish way of thinking. No, because if you work on yourself and you're happy, guess what? People are going to enjoy spending time with you and hanging out with you because you're giving off that energy. You're going to give them your best self rather than sitting there like, oh, man, I wish I was this or I wish it was that or I wish I had you have so many good things going on for you. Meanwhile, you don't know what their story is. Yeah. You don't know what they're going through, you know. Um, and that is what happened to me because like now I'm 37 and like there was a big period of where I was not really doing music or anything. And honestly, it made me unhappy. Like I was making decent money. I was um. You know, everything was taken care of, but like 
I was miserable because I'm not doing mm-hmm. anything. And then uh, before I got out of like in 2000, that's why 2020 for me was a blessing because uh, like I got it out of a relationship in a 2020, uh, 2019. And then at that relationship, though, one thing that she had told me was like, man, you should do podcasting because you talk a lot. And I had never really listened to podcasting. And I was like, okay cool because i was so like (laughs) disappointed that like music didn't go i was in that woe is me phase of where i was like yeah well this guy got this i'm better than this but because it was Mm -hmm. just i got beat down it wasn't necessarily that i really felt like that i was just beat down and then after that like i was i felt like i was at the bottom and i'm like what am i gonna do you know my daughter's about to turn 18 i was like i'm fucking what am i gonna do now okay i Mm -hmm. I can't live now i gotta live and then like you know, the whole CC pie, the whole virus start shit happened. And then I was like, hmm. And I started listening to, as I was listening to a lot of Joe Rogan at the time, because I think that's what everybody, that's like the gatekeeper yep. of podcasting. I guess then, so, yeah. And then he got me into uh, this show called No Agenda. I don't know if you ever heard of them. No. Uh, he's uh, Adam Curry. He's used to be a VJ on MTV. And, that's uh, my last name. <laughs> he, uh, yeah, James he, Curry. He actually uh, invented uh, podcasting and sold it to Apple. He's like, really? the, they call him the, the, the pod father, but uh, they have a great um, podcast where they break down like new segments and kind of like what I'm trying to do. And I was like, you know what? Cause I had started the kill the mockingbird Instagram. Cause I was like, fuck Facebook. I deleted my face. Cause I was just tired of talking to everybody. I was like, none of these people fuck with me anyways. Like I had a lot of people I knew, but I was like, fuck all these people because like when I was struggling and I didn't have shit, they weren't even like, they didn't even pick up no, to say, no Hey, shit. how you doing? How you doing? Like, I don't, you don't need to give me money or nothing, but hey, how you doing? Something like that, you know? Hey, everything good? Haven't heard from you in mm-hmm. a while. So I cut everybody off on that aspect that wasn't in my circle, and then I just started posting whatever I wanted. And I was like, and I heard them doing that shit, and I was like, man, I think I could do this shit. And then I started getting um, what you were saying earlier is because the thing that was stopping me was me. It wasn't mm-hmm. necessarily like, yeah, it was me thinking, what did they, oh, what, what, what will they think? Oh, well, I don't know if they'll like this song or, oh, I don't know if I should do podcasting because what if they think I'm an idiot or what if I sound dumb? Mm-hmm. And then I just started doing it and I still get those times, I'm sure, if you still feel oh, it, like, where you're Absolutely. like, I don't know, especially going live I went through and it stuff. yesterday, dude. <laughs> I went through it yesterday, dude. I was literally posting that video. I was like, man, I'm fucking fat. I shouldn't <laughs> post this. And then I had my girlfriend. She's like, yeah, you should delete that. You look fat. I'm like, I know. I literally just went through that. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I just Love went the through that. <laughs> yeah, just reinforcing the fact that I'm fat. Um, but I went through it. Like everything that I do, like people have been saying for a while, yo, James, you should do quick little two minute commentary of, of things that are happening and put out a quick little video rather than just podcasting. And they're right. I should. But I get in my own head. I'm like, yo, I don't want to do this shit. Like, nah, I feel like maybe it's me. And because I'm, I'm your generation as well. And we grew up a different way. Like we didn't grow up in front of our phones. Like I grew up con- conversing with people and, yeah. and talking with people. And now I'm sitting here and I'm talking to my phone and I'm like talking to myself. I'm like, I feel like a goofball. Like I feel like uh, like a cornball sitting there talking to my phone. Right. And and then I'm I'm my own worst critic too. I'm I'm picking I'm nitpicking everything that I'm doing. And meanwhile, no one's even noticing the things that I'm nitpicking. Yeah. But just because just because I'm in my head, I'm now nitpicking it. Meanwhile, rather than just posting it. And and it's it it shouldn't be that way because. I posted it and everybody's like, yo, James, do more of this. I'm like, really? You want more of this? All right. I guess I gotta I gotta do more of yeah. this. But the thing I had a huge conflict over you liked? Oh shit. Like- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's really weird how that works though. Cause we get it in our own way. And you're putting out fire content, dude. Not not just with, with the news, your music as well. Like I couldn't do that, dude. I did public speaking for a while, but I couldn't do that. Like I couldn't put out a track. I'd be like, yo, I sound like an idiot. Like <laughs> you know, but, but you spent mad like, years crap, perfecting your craft. 
And that's what I, me and my buddy talk about. I go, look, man, there's a lot of people that do things, right? Like, say, say even if we just did podcasting, let's just stick to that. If me and you say it takes us 15 years to build what we want to build, right? Guess mm -hmm. what? We're getting better each and every day while we're doing it because we're not only uh, preparing for our goals, we're mastering our craft. We're constantly. So when we do get that opportunity, we're more than ready. What, what, if, what if I told you that in 20 years, if you continue doing what you're doing at, right now, putting in the work, in 20 years, you'll be a multimillionaire doing what you're doing. Would that be worth it? Would you continue doing what you're doing or say, oh, no, that's too long? I no, that would be, I, I, I would definitely do it because I would do it anyways. Cause like my goal is yeah. I tell people like, I'm not like my goal is a pretty fairly like humble goal. Like I just want to just not work anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I want, I want freedom to, is what I want. Yeah. I want freedom. Yeah, like, you know, where I can make enough where I, I can pay everything. Do that. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I want enough money. Like, like, so million, of course I would take 20 years, millions, and then I would be but worth millions and, and I would be able to like, uh, sustain it. I, I don't mind. Cause I've already, cause I look at it now, but that's, it's easy for me to say that now because of how my mindset, you told me that 21, I don't know what I would say, but, but at that's this the thing. The, now the I've learned different of, shit. Yeah. The mindset of most people is they want that instant gratification. If they don't get that instant feedback, especially when they're trying something new, like they don't realize that like, you're not going to be good at everything. As soon as you pick it up, like it's going to, there's going to be a learning curve for everything that you do. And there's so many things that like, for example, I'm trying to teach myself how to play the guitar right now and I am not good and my fingers hurt. And it's, it's, it's honestly, it's, it's hard. And it's frustrating because I like being good at things. And like, I see other people play guitar and they're so good. It sounds amazing. And I'm like, man, they make it look so easy. Why can't I do this? But it's because I got to put in the time. I got to put in that grind and I'm not getting that instant satisfaction. So people are quitting. And that's why I said, if I told you in 20 years, if you kept doing what you're doing right now, working as hard as you're working in 20 years, continuing with this consistent action, you'll be set for life with and, and a multimillionaire. Would you do it? And your answer is yes. But most people would say, ah, no, I'd probably quit before that 20 years. Because think about it, 20 years of doing this grind yeah. constantly and not making millions of dollars and not making lots of money. And it's more a lot investing of a lot of, and yes. investing. Like yes. you said, we invest a lot of money into this shit. Yes. So, so people don't want that because it's too long. Oh, I don't want to put in 20 years worth of work. That's way too long. I want to be a millionaire now. Okay, cool. Well, it doesn't work that way. Like if you could, you would, but you're not. So why not continue doing what you're doing instead of quitting when the going gets tough? Why not double down and put the gas on the pedal and go even harder and say, okay, this is what I want to do. This is what I believe in. This is what, what I want in my life and go after it with every ounce of energy that you have and no plan B. In my opinion, plan B is the worst thing you can do. Because if you I agree. have a plan B, that means you already admit plan A already is, is failing. It's a failing endeavor. Why have a plan B if you think plan A is going to work? It makes no sense. Um, and that's what people do. They're like, oh, I'm just going to, you know, I'll go back to my regular job and, you know, I'll work this job and hate it and be miserable. But I got to pay my bills. So instead of instead of putting it all on the line and going for it and doing yeah. what you love to do. For me, it just like it's now all f uh, falling into place where I'm seeing that I can use like because I've always looked at jobs as like I'm. I'm my own business, so, like, I'll go to any job. I'll be like, if it if you don't want to pay me what I want or because I know my worth in that mm -hmm. in that field, so I'm like, if you can't do this, 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 and that, I'm out, you know? Yep. I don't see – I'm not here permanently because I've always known that I don't want to be a permanent cog, but it's been a, a journey to figure out where um, 
to push you know what i mean i did music for a long time but i didn't know the i didn't know what i know now and now yes. i'm kind of like okay putting it together where i'm like okay if i do this instead of beating myself up for the mistakes i made when i was younger now i'm like after that there was a big period of where i wasn't doing anything yeah and then now i'm like okay use those lessons and now i'm using them and even the new stuff like podcasting i'm like oh well i learned this in music well this will yeah. help like you know branding everything it's all part you're of doing it, it right all, my friend and, 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 and I think you're right. And that's why I agree with the whole, uh, you know, like thinking about it, like putting it into your perspective, putting it into your mind. And, I, and I've been seeing it. And I used to say, oh, no, man. And I was one of the biggest skeptics because I'm a huge skeptic. I'm a devil's advocate person on everything. Mm -hmm. But I've seen it work that if you can put in not just the work, like you said, do the networking, which helps. But be here first. If you're not here, none of that will even matter. Exactly. Dude, I have a big ass goal board that I have where, uh, you know, I put how many followers, subscribers that I want on our channel. Like, and these are things that I look at every day. I have a little calendar and these little wins that you get every single day do something for your subconscious. Like even the smallest little task that I have to get done, done through the day, I'll put on my calendar so I can cross it off. Because just mentally by crossing it off, it's like a small little win. And I don't know if you've heard the book, I forget the exact name, but basically it's, you know, you got to make your bed the first thing in the morning. The secret. Well, the secret's amazing, but but the book is about making your bed the first thing in the morning because when you make your bed the first thing in the morning, this is not something that I do, but it, it, it's just to drive the point home. When yeah. you make your bed in the morning, you accomplished something. You got something done. You did something. Even though I think making your bed is the dumbest thing ever, it makes no sense to me, but you did accomplish something, and that psychologically does something for you. Like it's compounds onto the rest of the day, and then you accomplish another thing because a lot of times – you're like, oh, I don't want to make my bed. It takes too much time. It's, I don't I don't have time to do that. And you move on and you, you just skip it rather than saying, OK, I need to do this and getting it done because most people want to make their bed. The majority of people want to make their bed. I don't know why, but they do. And they don't. They don't make their bed. So I put like, for example, I can't do a lot of working out anymore because of my neck injury. So I've been going on walks every day. I put the walk on my calendar and I go and I cross it off when I do the walk. I, I, and if I have to edit a show, I put that I have to edit this show today and I cross it off when the show is edited because you feel good about yourself. Like how many times you say you're going to do something throughout the day like, oh, I got to get this done and you procrastinate all day. And at the end of the day, you're like, fuck, I, I was supposed to do this and I didn't. I should have done it. And you feel like shit. You feel negative about it because you, you said you were going to do it, but you didn't. Now put that on the opposite foot. You said you were going to do it and you actually did it. And think about how good you feel when you actually do it. Or it's like a, a weight off your, maybe not give you a good feeling, but like a weight off your shoulders. Because sometimes it's as simple as a phone call that you have to get done that you're putting off or something as simple as, you know, typing up something for your show, whatever it may be. It's never, it's usually never something big, but you put it off for whatever reason that you can find. And at the end of the day, you're kicking yourself for it. And that affects you. In the long term, those small little wins compounded on top of each other really build up and you can grow and, and build some momentum by those small little wins. You don't got to do something big and grand yeah. and like go over the top right off the bat. Those small little wins will give you that big grand wind over the time. It's really amazing how it works. It's unbelievable. And if you also um, like what I do a lot now, too, is also don't be so hard on yourself. Yes. Like when you do fail, like say you did like, hey, I'm supposed to like, I do this a lot because I, I try to, uh, I work, spread myself out too thin and I'm trying to do too much and then I end up getting nothing done, right? And then the old me, which I still revert to uh, at sometimes, but like I try to get snap out, is that I would beat up my, oh, see, well, 
you, you didn't do this, you didn't do that, I'm, you're yep. a piece of shit. And then you further alienate yourself and put yourself in almost a depression. And then you're then you, for a week now, for mm -hmm. a week, you didn't, instead of one day of not doing work. So then I go, okay, you know what? Why didn't you do work? And you think of all this stuff. I think of all the stuff I had to do. And I go, you could have done this differently. So tr let's try to do tomorrow. And maybe yep. it won't be tomorrow, but I guarantee one of those days I'm going to start. And then they start clicking. And then you have good yep. moments where you're going. And then you hit that roadblock again. And you got to constantly try to keep keep it going. That's keep the, the momentum going. that you're building. That's the momentum <laughs> that you're building with those small little wins. Because that's what happens. A lot of people, I get anxious personally. Like when I have something that I got to get done, even something as simple as a phone call. I get anxious, like, oh, I gotta make this phone call. Like, what is this person gonna say? Like, I get in my head for no reason. It's the simplest thing. Like, it's even just like calling my car dealership to set up an appointment for service. I'm like, yo, I gotta call the car dealership. And I, I get anxious about making the phone call for no reason whatsoever, because it's not difficult and it shouldn't give me anxiety, but it does. And I put it off because of my anxiety instead of picking up the phone, making the phone call, getting it done and scheduling the damn appointment. And when you, when you actually do that, and that's why I write these things down because it, it helps me hold myself accountable to get those things done. Cause I do get pissed off at myself and I kick myself like you were just saying, and I'm hard on myself because I didn't get it done. Cause it's a simple fucking task. Cause you know, it's you not, can do it. Yeah. It's not like I'm, I have to go and read a five, uh, you know, write a 500 page essay and I'm putting it off. It's the simplest thing. And I'm putting it off for no, for the dumbest reasons. And you got to figure out ways to hold yourself accountable. So for me, it's writing it down on the calendar and crossing it off. And that, it's a double, it's a double win for me. Cause not only am I accomplishing the thing that I got to get done, but I feel good about it. Like, Oh, I did this done. Like I'm not sitting here like, Oh shit, I should have done that tonight. Fuck. I'm an asshole, you know? So, but I got to actually wrap it up. I got to start cooking dinner. Yeah, I was just uh, going to say the same thing, man. I was just going to show you. Is calling. I'm going to go ahead. You, no, go ahead. Let's, let's play go. this Let one little thing. Uh, Cause let's I got it. this special for you. I played this on the, uh, before. So, First, give a shout out to like where everybody can follow you and in your channels and everything. And this is going to be our outro. I'm just going to play this for an outro for you so you can <laughs> you'll, you'll oh, get a kick out no, of we it. Can try, yeah, absolutely. But I appreciate you having me on. We definitely got to do this again. It was long overdue. Um, and uh, we'll have you come on on both of our shows, Weed the People and yeah, man. Uh, Weed the People. And we'll talk about some weed. But you can find our Weed the People on YouTube. Uh, our Weed the People radio got removed from YouTube. That's on Rumble. All of our stuff is on our website, WPRUSA.com. Uh, go check us out over there and on Instagram where we, the people radio with periods in between each word and WPR USA with an underscore. You can find us over there. We're on all major podcast platforms. Uh, if you want to just listen to the audio instead of seeing this ugly mug uh, on the video screen. Uh, but yeah, you can find us over there and Sean, dude, it was a blast. We definitely got to do this again. I appreciate it. For sure. It. And you know how we do it. Like we're going to get a, our little outro out this, but uh, you know, go give uh, my man James a follow. Uh, a subscribe and uh, wake the fuck up or get woke the fuck up. Tonight, the United States brought the world's number one terrorist leader to justice, Abu Bakar al-Baghdadi. Abu, Abu Bakar, Bakar, Abu, Abu Bakar, Baghdadi. Abu, Abu Bakar, Bakar, Abu, Abu Bakar. The United States has been searching for Baghdadi. Abu. Abu For many years, Baghdadi. Abu. He Abu, died after Bakar, running into a dead end tunnel. Abu, Abu Baghdadi is dead. Abu, Abu, and he died Bakar, in a vicious Bakar, and violent Abu, way. Abu, he Bakar, died like a dog. Bakar, Abu, Abu Baghdadi in the tunnel. Baghdadi, Abu Baghdadi in the tunnel. Baghdadi, Abu Baghdadi in the tunnel. Baghdadi, Abu, and now he's gone. Baghdadi, Abu Bakar, Bakar, Abu, Abu. He died like a dog.